0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You, Exo, Exo, episode fifty eight. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr.
1: Greg, who you got in the fight between Cole from Infamous
0: and Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank? I mean, you got to go Ratchet, right? He's so crafty. I mean, Cole's got a huge weakness of water. <laughs> you hit him with the water. This guy's nothing. He's Ratchet done, gets a water gun, over. it's all over. Yeah, yeah exactly. the most creative Ratchet and
2: Clank uh, weapon, the water gun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> the squirt gun, everyone's favorite. You know what I mean? Samara Sunshine, yeah. get him in that thing. Am I wrong?
1: No, I'm right there with you. I see. Right. I thought it was gonna be more of a thought process because my original question, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna go with Cole originally. I was originally gonna go, go, gonna go with Kratos, but I thought that would be too much of At a. At that point, it's Kratos. Do you think so? Like, are yeah. we talking like with prep time? Are we talking about we can bring in whatever weapons we want?
0: I, I, you can give Ratchet a 15 year head start. I still think it's gonna be Kratos. Oh, you think so? Yeah, you think Kratos
1: can it? take on like a a gun that turns you into pixels?
0: We turn him into a chicken. He'll come back even fiercer as a chicken. Yeah, you can't stop it. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. I don't know. He's a have God. you ever he seen yo blessing? God. Have you ever seen
2: those fucking uh, those uh, roosters or chickens in Legend of Zelda? They'll fucking kill you, dude. Exactly. Yeah, and think, like, of of think of a Kratos think chicken. Think of a Kratos chicken with the fucking axe, bro.
1: And at that ca- in that in that case, you're see you're you're envisioning a world where Kratos has a bunch of chicken buddies, right? Atreus is a, is a chicken. The the witch lady Atreus. from God of War, Atreus is a, is a chicken. The witch Freya. lady Freya is a is a chicken. Baldur is a chicken, oh. and they're all coming through. Mimir is Kratos. a chicken. Mimir is a chicken. The two uh uh thing the two like store keeps. Yeah, i God of War. I, I
2: always forget their names. I always feel bad about. Don't them. tell me.
1: Hold on. Don't tell oh, me. Oh oh. I Brock, got it. Brock and Sindri. Brock yeah, and Brock yeah, and Sindri yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love those guys. But there, see, I don't. I don't think Kratos is a chicken. With the blades of chaos, is going up against Ratchet when he has his fucking. When he has Mister Zircon, he has the disco ball that can Mr. make you dance. Zircon. Ratchet has too many shenanigans that I don't think Kratos has the hands for.
0: I mean, he's got tricks. I'll give you that. All right, but eventually Kratos is gonna get his hands on him, and then he's just a Lombax. He's gonna tear him limb for limb. All the oh. guns and machines he's putting on, Mr. Zircon. Mr. Zircon's done. With, I mean, the Leviathan axe is spinning through, taking out Mr. Zircon. And then we get a funny line from Mr. Zircon. Mr. Zircon does not want to go. You know what I mean? Like something like that. And He's <laughs> dead. Sparks shooting out of him and all that shit. It's over. I hear, I, 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 I hear you. I, I think that. And I'm underselling my boy Cole, of course, but I think the fight between him and R- Ratchet would be more fun, more interesting. Cole and Ratchet? No, 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 no. Uh, Kratos and Ratchet.
1: Oh, yeah. I well, think, yeah, because I think you have more. Uh, there's more strategies that you can envision because Kratos is going back and forth between his Leviathan X and his and the Blades of Chaos and the number of weapons that you have from previous God of War games too. You know, he has sure. like the fist weapons. He has like a bunch of I love stuff. those
0: fists. Yeah. Yeah, you figure and remember, you said infamous, uh, just infamous. So that's why I, I didn't even b- bother bringing in ice powers or anything else. You know, Cole gets later on in Infamous too. It's not even worth it. Chance Carter in the chat, chat says
2: Kratos killed Zeus, Blessing. And here's my question to Chance Carter. you think Carter, Ratchet is
1: Zeus? Did Zeus, like, you think, you think did did Zeus have, have a fucking pixelator gun? That's what I'm saying. We rest our
0: case. We rest our case, bless it. Because
1: Zeus make his enemies dance on command? Here's my question,
0: though, and this is where I would throw it out. Uh, And again, I'm sorry. I am lapsed. I obviously know a little bit more about God of War 2018 and the infamous franchise as a whole. But for Ratchet, the pixelator gun, the chicken gun, all the guns, the dance uh, bomb, right? Or was it a Mm -hmm. gun too? All these different weapons, they render you into that form for a little bit. You come out of it. Yeah, right, but here's like, uh, the thing: How much ammo? Does, uh,
2: how much ammo does uh, Ratchet have? Exactly, all of, yeah. that's the thing. He's uh, gonna run He's uh. got
0: tricks. He's got tricks. I got that. He's very much like Batman. You know what I mean? Where he's throwing utility belt stuff out all the time. Yeah, but eventually I Kratos with is gonna get close enough, and then it's he's gonna do the thing where he smushes out your eyeballs.
1: I don't know, man. That Omni wrench. Once he busts out that Omni wrench, hits Kratos over oh, the head. Over. over the head, he gets knocked out.
0: I see I don't think that's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Kratos like collapse under have a mountain drop on him and roll around and do all those crazy going to I don't think the ratchet wrench is going to get him. I don't know. I think
1: the uh, I, what I'm saying is that the omni wrench and the leviathan axe are equal in this equation. Huh. I mean that's
0: the They statement. both have I
1: mean they both have pretty much the same functionality except the omni wrench can fix things. What's the leviathan axe doing except from except for th- getting thrown and getting sucked back which the omni wrench does. The omni wrench does that. What else is Leviathan Axe
0: doing? We're starting a poll here on Twitter. We're gonna see. We're gonna get, Thank you. Pl- you know and I'm saying, please. I think weigh the, in. I think the
1: people will probably agree with me here.
0: Spy. No, I bet Kratos wins a landslide.
1: Add with prep time. Make sure you put with prep <laughs> time in the <this> tweet.
2: <laughs> Wait, what did you say? The Omnirench and the
0: Leviathan Axe are the same? Pretty much
1: the same. Yeah, except the okay. Omnirench can fix things.
0: All right, so Kratos versus Ratchet, who wins and why? Parentheses, they have prep time. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, please weigh in Sony Santa Monica and Insomniac Games. Then we put in the poll. Perfect. Here we go. Kratos. We go Ratchet. Then you do the third one. Show me results.
1: Boom, scientific. I like it.
0: I've seen enough. I've seen enough polls. You know what I mean? I know. Mm-hmm. I know what people want in their polls over here. And then we're going to say what we usually go for. We're going to do an hour. We'll just do an hour here. I like that. Okay. Get it before and the episode ends, yep, do it. The episode's not going to still be going long into this episode. Oh. Now in. You know how this show yeah. goes. You know what I mean. We're going to be a quarter of the way into this episode by the time that poll gets. It's going to be a four-hour episode. <laughs> this started oh, well wait. because we are talking, ladies and gentlemen, about that god of war. You may have noticed from the thumbnail or the headline. If you didn't know, this is PSI love you. XO XO each and every week. Blessing and I come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. If you want to be part of the PlayStation party, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can support us and get your questions read on the air. You can get the show ad free. You can get it with the post show. We do each and every week. You can be watching live as we record it. Just like the Lou is Ryan his chances arc wing are all that's available to you patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course gives your psn profiles and everything under the playstation sun Uh, of course if you don't want to toss any bucks our way no big deal you can get each and every episode each and every tuesday morning 6 a.m youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday for now housekeeping uh if you didn't know uh we stream on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games each and every day it's a little show called kind of funny games daily but new in 2021 is us streaming actual video games after the fact it's a lot of content usually three hours a day uh however you don't have that much time to watch all that i understand you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games right now and get the condensed best of highlight video that roger puts so much work into each and every week uh it's a banger this week he has a whole bunch of fun bits in there uh a lot of random kevin thoughts which i was very appreciative of and uh i like what he's doing i like what he's doing over there uh be like our patreon producers uh gram of Levin, legend Graham of legend david Mintel, trevor starkey trevor starkey again elliot patrick higgins james hastings katie Gallagher, uh sancho west gaming shy jackson burgess uh alex j sandoval julian the gluten-free gamer man bear paradox thalia floyd C- civilian soldier mizuki uh trent berry uh kevin bogues like mugsy bogues joy aka joseph o youssef tyler ross at jesse the decrepit james davis aka at james davis makes and the nano biologist today we're brought to you by expressvpn every plate and upstart but let's start the show with topic of the show
3: Tots, tons, 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 tons.
0: You stumbled into it up there already. You were talking about Kratos. Could he beat this? Could he do this? What's he going to do? Could he eat a potato? Right now, by the way, Kratos winning the poll with 60% of the vote. Uh, Ratchet has 28%. And then, of course, the rest are show me the results. Um, Mike Minotti uh, from, of course, the one and only uh, GamesBeat says, Ratchet is too kid-friendly to ever die in his games. Kratos is going to bite it eventually. So there you go. Shield Boy here says Ratchet could actually turn Kratos into a chicken. This vote is a sham.
1: And to be clear, we're talking about a fight to the death. Of course. Yes.
0: It, it, that's where Aaron so James. Know Lo, the rules. Aaron James Lowe comes in and says Kratos wins. Why? He has a history of killing gods and immortals.
1: I mean, Ratchet kills a bunch of aliens
2: on the, all the he's daily got a chicken with his gun. weapons.
0: He's got a And he has a chicken gun. gun. He yep. can turn into a chicken and cook you. And I'm eat just you. saying, man, the chicken can only last so long. And that's just a he's just putting up minor defenses to stop him. And Frank, the how long she, do you think it's you to too. kill a chicken? I mean, a, a, a god of war chicken? It's coming for your eyes. And it's flapping its wings. Don't act like that's going to be an easy thing for you to kill, bless. All right. No, but I, I think I, I, if I had to kill Kratos as a chicken,
1: on a t- in a time limit as Ratchet, and I have his fucking bombs and shit. No, yeah, I'm you doing said it. if
0: you could. You just said if you could. You know.
1: <laughs> but, if, but if I'm Ratchet, I don't. I don't want to like envision like what it would take for me to kill a chicken because I've never done that before. I hope I never get to do that. Uh, but if Ratchet had to do it with his weapons, he could figure it out. Give. I give him two minutes tops to figure out how to murder Kratos as a chicken. Uh, where are you typing? What's going on here?
0: We're putting a follow up here now. It says, "Could blessing as pl- blessing kill Kratos as a chicken?" <laughs> yes? Uh, no? Period. I'm gonna lose that poll, right, you know? I Show lose results. That well, I like – people, uh, you know, they're doing – you know, obviously, if you listen to a kind of funny podcast or Sir Greg podcast before, I like when you show your work. I like when you answer something, but you tell me way more to it. So I appreciate mm-hmm. it on the Kratos versus Ratchet, all the descriptions of why and what would happen here. Now we get to see in these people's fictional world <laughs> as Blessing tries to fight uh, Kratos as a chicken, if he could do it.
1: Eventually, I would win. We well, are talking about a time limit where Kratos turns back to a human after – or whatever Kratos is, half-god, what, whatever. After, what, 45 seconds, 30 seconds? I don't know if I i, I, I
0: do not. No, you couldn't, but I'm saying no. we just want to know if you could kill Kratos as a chicken. Eventually, sure the- I will kill Kratos as a chicken, yes. Yeah, like, okay. The answer is yes. Could blessing as blessing kill Kratos as a chicken? Blessing is a man. Kratos is a chicken. Yes, no show (laughs) results. All right. One hour long. Bam. It's out there. All right. We got to see. Y'all better vote yes.
1: Because the answer, unlimited time chat, people listening right now, the answer is yes. 30 seconds? No. (laughs) I'm not killing him in 30 seconds. Chickens are 10 minutes? Oh, I'm kicking Kratos' shit in 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 10
0: minutes. (laughs) He doesn't want that smoke. Chicken Kratos doesn't want that smoke. It's it's one of those where he knows he, he, he knows he's in it to the death too. And I feel like he's got the chicken talons and he's got the beak, and he's gotta come at you with some kind of maneuver. I mean, he's, the, he's the size
1: of a regular chicken,
0: correct? Sure. Well, I mean I'm think I'm thinking a big rooster. I'm not thinking he's just a normal ass egg laying chicken. Like, how tall he is, a is a rooster? Big ass rooster. Hold on. How big. A lot of Googling going on in this episode. Rooster. That's the first Google. This is just, uh the standard brahma rooster is 2.5 feet tall oh that's a big ass thing you know
1: yeah cradle says a rooster gets a little yeah bit here
0: tall. you go the dodo this rooster is the size of a small chicken and he's real no this isn't a man in a chicken suit uh, it's not this is stephanie uh, messenger at thedodo.com. it's not every day that a chicken gains international stardom as a bona fide internet celebrity but it's easy to see why this particular pro- uh, prodigious rooster has done just that He is absolutely enormous <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> Barrett. I wasn't gonna show it, but I gotta show it now. Hold on, I'm, I'm sending this to you, Barrett. Corey. The reason
1: why I paused immediately is Good Lord! I just,
0: I just played Sekiro, and
1: in Sekiro, you do fight a lot of roosters, and the roosters are the size of the human that you are in Sekiro. The rooster. If I had, had to fight those things, I couldn't. Christ.
0: Hear. The I don't even. I'm, yeah. Fuck that. I mean, we're just, this is this is this rooster is Kratos. All right. This rooster, okay. as it is with Kratos' knowledge and cool uh, Spartan skin and stuff. Uh, oh my the rooster, god. The rooster. The rooster's <laughs> rise to fame began last week after his owner, chicken Enthusiast, uh, uh, shared a video of the bird at, at a, on a Kosovo-based uh, Facebook group. quote, Quip, There's nothing fake about this." Turns out the rooster is a Brahma chicken, one of the largest chicken breeds on Earth. Among those typical birds, however, is even more massive than that. He weighs sixteen point five pounds. That's four pounds heavier than average. He is also as tall as a toddler, standing two point seven nine feet from head to toe. I, I, I still think you got him, blessed.
1: Oh, I mean, two, yeah, I got that. No, yeah, I got that. What three about, about two? You said two two feet and nine inches. What
0: do you say? Two point nine feet? Yeah, two point seven nine is what they said. Two
1: point seven nine. But here's yeah, the thing: that. you're you, I got here's that. I
0: you, I understand I'm just what are saying. Like a kickball. I understand what you think you're doing. I get it. But understand that this is the god of war, who has killed many things, who has died before. Like he is going to come at you in a way that you are you're you're saying you're going to kick. First thing he's doing is jumping for your face and flapping those wings and your natural reaction is going to be like to go like this to yeah, try not Kred- to get hit with the wings, then it's a peck right to the fucking face. Kratos doesn't know how to fight as a chicken though. You I know, like we're talking does. about we don't, we're talking about
1: Kratos who is war-torn. He's used the fucking blades of chaos. He he's uh-huh. used the Leviathan axe. He's used he all the his hands. weapons. He's yeah. He's used his hands. Chickens don't have hands. They have fucking look, at wings the, and f- claws look at the look at the fucking shit.
0: feet on this thing right now.
1: Kratos is. It not looks he's like he's feet. got hooves. This chicken right
0: here. This rooster.
1: He's gonna need. He's gonna need time to adapt to the situation and understand how his chicken. Well, hold the on a second words.
0: now. you said uh, We didn't say that you were turning him into a chicken. It was just chicken Kratos versus you. I see this so in how the long UFC, he, UFC. So has Alzheimer's? he been a chicken?
1: Yeah. How long has he been a chicken? He's been a chicken. Is he a chicken with prep time? Because if that's the case, yeah, no. Yeah, he's a, yeah, a chicken okay, with okay, prep I give, time. I don't have, okay, then I'm not going to take him.
0: All right, good. I was going to say, yeah. don't insult the man here. Cause the yeah, quote, like, is he a chicken <laughs> with prep time? It
2: was the moment yeah. where I was like, all right, we've totally lost the narrative of this episode. <laughs>
1: Cradles, Cradles being turned into a chicken randomly, and then me having to square up with them, I fucking, I'm fucking take him out. Him being a chicken for at least, let's say, an hour beforehand. No, I'm yeah. not gonna take him.
0: Okay, so because you, he knows. I this makes some sense. You think that like is like, dang, dang, and he's like, all right, he turns into a chicken, and you, he's gonna be like, what the fuck? How do I use the wings? How oh, do I yeah. use the claws? Kind
1: of exactly, and he's gonna have to like, he,
0: he's then gonna you have to, have to have run up. Time. So you just wanna, you just so wanna I... sucker punch, beat down on this poor guy. <laughs> yeah, against I mean? Cradles. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. exactly what I'm doing. I've played his games. I know he's capable of.
0: Uh, without any of that information, uh, the Twitter audience said, yeah, there's not a chance in hell you beat Ch- great as a Chicken. <laughs> 70% of the vote is in as no. 23 is yes. The rest are just showing results. Because, yeah, you're just getting climbed out of here. Let's see if anybody gave me any interesting stuff. Listen, here I understand. Why.
1: We're from home. You've all seen me sitting down at this desk for the last year. You have not, you've not you not seen me in my element. You've not seen me standing up in a UFC ring, squaring up against people. That's not my element. But imagine that, that that was my element. You've not seen me in that situation, so I understand where the doubt comes in. But trust me, chick me against Kratos as a chicken with little prep time? Oh, I got him.
0: It's that thing where a lot of people in here are pointing out that they don't think you could take a regular chicken, let alone a Kratos chicken. Oh, God fucking damn it. And then I do enjoy this one here. Uh, uh, Waluigi, AKA Marvel, Marvel light. 616 Marvel light. Sorry. 616 says he'll climb. Kratos will climb blessing like a Colossus <laughs> of roads and blessing goes down. <laughs> no, that's that fair. I could see. That's the other thing too. You're not thinking of, I mean, cause think about that. You're, you go to kick him. He flops over and he's onto your back. Right. And now you've got hmm. those tailings in both your shoulder blades. And then he's pecking at the back of your head. Uh, Your first reaction is going to probably be to try to cover like this, which gives him more access to just your vertebrae that he's trying to dig into and go for. Yeah, Kratos has fought multiple
1: beings, like multiple gigantic beings. And so, yeah, you bring that into the mix is, is a very good point because he does know how to navigate a bigger opponent.
0: All this talk wasn't on purpose about Kratos and God of War to get you to the God of the War topic of the show, but we're there anyway. So everybody, this all worked out. Uh, we're going to talk about what if we don't play as Kratos in God of War Ragnarok? He plays no, It
3: chicken. <laughs>
0: it should be pointed out this is going to be a lot of spoilers for god of war 2018 this is a if you haven't played god of war 2018 and plan to for some reason first off get on that i don't know why you haven't played it. 60 frames all that 4k stuff's out right now uh on playstation 5 but in general you should skip ahead hopefully we'll put time codes in this one and you'll be there but we'll see um all right so hold on see i i appreciate tamor hussein over here is in the live chat and i'm looking to see if he's He's not saying – he hasn't weighed in. He does say battered and fried within minutes. So I think he might actually have your back saying that you could be Cr- – Kratos is
1: reading checking. my – or Kratos. Uh, Tam- is reading my mind because I have a tweet that I'm about to tweet out
0: that in regards to that exact thing. Okay. You want to go for it? I can wait. It's no big deal. I'll keep going yeah i can do no, i can do your thing you know i mean this is a, g- a good day here we're having a good conversation it's a good podcast anyways though so spoiler forgot or 2018 if you haven't played it already but you should have done that a long time ago for now jumping into this uh, we're going to start at the playstation blog where last week they did a roundup of people in the industry saying hey what's your most anticipated playstation exclusive uh nothing broke from this but we have a question from Zach that I thought was interesting that leads piggybacks off of what Herman Hulse wrote. Of course, Herman, uh, the head of PlayStation Studios, used to be over Gorilla. Now he's over there in the head of the PlayStation Studios role, taking over for Sean Layden, pretty much. Anyways, his his quote was this. Playing God of War in 2018 was a great experience for me. That series has always had amazing action and combat, but the emotional depth Sony Santa Monica brought to Kratos' story as a father was very memorable, especially since my son was only a little bit older than Atreus when I played it. So to see and hear the reaction to that tiny glimpse we unveiled at PlayStation, the PlayStation Showcase last September was very exciting. I can't wait for people to see what Sony Santa Monica is making. Blessing. Of course, we can't wait either. We talked about this before, but right now, thermometer temperature check is God of War Ragnarok, God of War Two, whatever you want to come it, or call it coming in twenty twenty one
1: uh i'd I'd like to hope in a perfect world, yeah, but i don't I don't think so, you know, like horizon or not horizon Russian and Clank being announced for June. Has mad, has <laughs> made me, made my doubts skyrocket basically. Where they announced right. that game for launch window in my mind, launch window is probably up till March ish. And I don't know how PlayStation operates, but I would assume that their minds would maybe be in a similar place. But you say launch window so that, have, so that you have that wiggle room. Them announcing that game for March, I think, puts Horizon somewhere in the second half. Yeah, and if that we're talking the fall
0: game, right, or September, that becomes the fall game, game yeah,
1: yeah. probably. And I think that pushes out. Uh, god of war to 2022 because i think the question is 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 that enough time for them to develop a full god of war game even even if they are working off of the bones of god of war 2018 and even if they are even if that game is going to be god of war ragnarok is going to be on ps4 along with ps5 and all this stuff i still think that is too quick of a turnaround for a game that they probably want to be another masterpiece that lives up to the name of god of war 2018
0: agreed and I think that's the biggest trouble for it. And as much stuff as there's going there's going on in the world, I agree with everything you just said. I don't think it makes 2021. I don't think that they were like lying about it. I think that was the plan, but you always plan for that kind of stuff and you can always shake it. And I think the fact that like we've talked about before that Ratchet, yeah, at launch window but still had so much stuff to show even that making it into june uh horizon which actually had a gameplay trailer or a trailer set in the world or whatever not having a date and then god of war ragnarok just being the logo right freezing over i think means there's still so much work to be done on that game not that it's off track just that that's how you make a video game right exactly however here's a question zach wrote in with the patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can to be part of the show not so much a question as it is a thought experiment with the recent news that Herman Holst's most anticipated game is God of War, Ragnarok, it got me thinking. There was a lot of talk about the dual-sense haptic feedback being associated with a bow-draw string, and everyone assumed it was referring to Horizon Forbidden West. What if that assumption is only half-right? And it actually was referring more to Atreus' bow in the new God of War, since he says minor spoilers, but again, remember, it's full spoilers for me right now. We can guess the game is going to start directly after the end credit scene, and Kratos is already all powerful. The power reset for the player is the, the power reset for the player is playing more as Atreus with his bow as his main weapon. Is this a crazy idea or just crazy enough to make sense? Thanks for all the amazing content. The refs are blind and the wild aces should have been given an automatic win. Have a nice week, Zach. Blessing. This led me to an interesting question. We haven't actually discussed you and I, and I guess the easiest thing is what do you think God of war Ragnarok is going to be? And you can ta- tackle that from any, t- any, any direction you want storyline, gameplay, wherever you want to go. Cause I think Zach's question about a trace here leads to some interesting possibilities.
1: Yeah, no, it's an interesting question. I think, that is one possibility, you know, to play as Atreus in the game, and that is a gu- that is a good opportunity for that power reset. I think that would then lead into the question of what makes the game God of War. Are we at the point now where you can call a game God of War, but you're playing as Atreus, right? And Kratos uh, uh, it, or is is is, Cr- is Kratos still with us at that moment? Is Kratos? Does Kratos die at the beginning of the game? Does Thor come through and just murder Kratos, and sure. that's how things things get started? You know, and if that's the case, are they able to to pull that off? Is that still a God of War game?
0: um if we could bear if you notice i put a, the first hyperlink in here that is the god of war post credits if you want to play that for people who maybe haven't seen it or don't remember it of course when you beat god of war of course you rolled credits then the game picks back up if you wanted to you could go home which i think was the mission it might have popped up to say and if you go home you'll see what happens here is of course kratos and atreus fall asleep and then we get a years later screen it's apparently them waking up even though they haven't aged uh going outside and Th- thor is outside to confront them uh this will of course led to a whole bunch of different questions i believe one of the preeminent theories i saw on wikipedia or whatever is that it's actually atreus's dream his vision of what the future may yeah. uh, hold because a- after
2: the cutscene, uh, like uh i think atreus mentions like he had like some sort of weird dream so i think yeah that's, like, i had the, a dream
1: that, it felt like the future and kratos yeah. is like we'll deal with that tomorrow
0: or yeah. whatever and that's why like yeah. it,
2: it makes sense that they have an age because like it's all in like a a weird
0: vision for Atreus. Sure yeah exactly exactly and if I I can while we look at this right here and see Thor pop up uh, the last two paragraphs of the plot synopsis from the God of War wiki read like this in Jotunheim they find a temple with a mural depicting their adventures showing the giants had foreseen everything that would happen and vaguely foretold what was to come very similar of course to what Atreus would see here because of course he's part giant. Uh, In addition they discover Fae was was a giant who decided to stay behind in Midgar making Atreus part giant, god, and mortal their fight with balder was shown revealing he was after Faye the whole time unaware she was deceased it is also revealed that atreus was named loki by his mother kratos and atreus then fulfill their promise and spread her ashes at the peak overlooking a valley of giants corpses afterward kratos reveals to atreus that his uh, given name was that of a compassionate spartan comrade returning to midgar uh, mimir uh, warns them that the three-year-long uh Fimble winner, I'm fucking that up, has begun, meaning Ragnarok is soon to follow, which was not supposed to occur for another hundred years. In the game secret ending, Kratos, Atreus, and Mimir uh, return home to slumber. Atreus has a vision that Thor will arrive at the end of film in front of them. So, back to it, sorry.
1: Yeah. So, like, that I think poses an, inter- an interesting idea of basically, basically the question we're asking, right? Is what is the next God of War going to be? Then mentioning that Ragnarok's not supposed to be an, an, for another hundred of years. Um, another hundred years kind of brings me back to my thought process when I originally beat God of War, which is, is Kratos Ragnarok? Like, is he what is bringing forth Ragnarok? Because I feel like that is kind of the logical conclusion that you get to here. Because for, for how God of War 1 ends with Thor, uh, you imagine Thor is the next final boss you imagine he's gonna be the big bad in the next game
0: well you know one of the things i wrote i put it out today of course hey on twitter uh which you should be following for p- stupid polls about chickens and then also think last second questions like this where he pick it back off and i was like what do you want to see out of this like you know what are you looking for from this game uh danny bird wrote in and said more epic boss ba- battles uh, part of the reason i loved god of War three so much was the boss battles they were cinematic without sacrificing satisfying combat and difficulty God of War 2018 nails that feeling with both the Balder fights, but the other boss fights didn't do a whole lot for me in comparison. I want to pair that up with what you just said, Bless. Mm. Is Thor going to be there? Is he the first person you fight, or is this just a vision of what's to come, and we'd fight Thor along with others? Because of course, if you're not familiar with what Ragnarok is, is just a North uh, myth. Wikipedia has an intro paragraph like this. In Norse mythology, Ragnarok is a series of events, including a great battle foretold to lead to the death of a number of great figures, including the gods uh, Odin, Thor, uh, Freya, uh, Heimdall, we know him, of course, as Idris Elba, he has a big sword, Uh, and Loki, Uh, natural disasters and the submersion of the world in water. After these events, the world will resurface in new and fertile. The surviving and returning gods will meet and the world will be repopulated by two human survivors. Ragnarok is an important event in Norse Norse mythology uh, and has been the subject of scholarly discourse and theories in the the history of Germanic studies. So I would feel that as you lay out this, right, you're talking about Thor, Odin, Heimdall, Loki, and granted, Atreus is Loki. I think that's what serves it up to a more... Modernized take on God of War 3, like you're talking about, Danny, where it would be the idea of guess what? In the same way we hunted down, you know, Hercules and Achilles and Zeus, eventually, you're going, uh, they come and pick a fight with you. But to bring in Zach's question, I do find it really interesting attempting to see if what, it, what if it went the way we don't expect, where, yep, Thor shows up on the doorstep of the house, or whatever. He's there to exact vengeance and set the thing right. And he ends up beating Kratos and taking Kratos. And that we play as Kratos in this fight, right? But it's a you know a situation we can't win. We end up losing. Thor takes Kratos, and ra- we follow it for a second. But then we pan back, go to Atreus, and the camera spins behind teenage Atreus, and suddenly we have to play as him.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I th- I think that'd be a good way to do it because the thing I've been thinking about lately, especially about God of War, is that the what sets that adventure uh forward is so simple in premise, right? Like the whole thing is it's Kratos and Atreus and they're going to scatter their uh Atreus's mom's ashes at the top of the mountain. And that's pretty much what the whole game is. And I feel like for God of War Ragnarok, the I I think it'd be cool for the premise to be similarly focused and similarly Personal in a way. And yeah. I think it's kind of impossible to, to get something that personal, you know, out of uh something as similar as God of War One, where it is, hey, this is a loved one and we're scattering their ashes, but something that is as singular as Thor either took Kratos or murdered Kratos, and it is it is Atreus exacting revenge. Is that too close to Last of Us Part Two? Probably and that probably gets a little a, a, a little bit tricky, but mm. you know, secluded from that, I think that could be a cool premise for God of so, War too. I'm gonna throw
2: this out here because I think we're relying like I do like where they're like interpreting like the the actual like allure of Ragnarok and stuff like that. But I think we're also putting too much stake into like assuming that like everybody understands in that world who Atreus is and his role in Ragnarok. I do think it's going to be almost like another um, a circumstance of not understanding like who everybody needs to go after. I think a lot of people like, uh, like Odin and Thor and stuff are going to think that it is Kratos who is the um, kind of reason Ragnarok is starting. And I, yeah, I, 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 I don't answer. think you're going to play as. If you play as Atreus in, the, in Ragnarok, I think it's going to be a, a smaller section. I don't think it's going to be the entire game. Um, whereas, like. Well,
0: see, my, if I can jump in, I want to yeah, keep yeah. going, obviously. But the one thing I love about it is. It gives you the reason to build up a character. It gives you a reason to start from a low level to go to a high level, Mm -hmm. right? God of War 2, of course, I thought had a great answer for that, if you remember. God of War, you finish, you've done it, you sit on the throne. God of War 2 opens with them being like, you know what, you suck, and them stripping away all your abilities and tossing you back to Earth. And that was why you had to go back up that mountain. Mm -hmm. It's always that struggle of a video game with superheroes or, you know, gods of, all right, cool, now we enter into this world that we were so fucking badass, not to mention how great it was to get the right armor sets and stuff for uh, the first time around in 2018 but then to come back how do you do that where you're like okay this is why we're trying to explain what kratos is this time around
1: mm-hmm. that's fair that's fair um yeah and i mean my, my thing too is i, I wouldn't be surprised because kratos being ragnarok is kind of the easy answer you know it's it's See, I, I think that's what everybody's
2: going to assume. I Like, I think that's going to be the setup of this game. Again, like, the first game where uh, Kratos assumes that everybody is going after him and everybody thinks that Kratos is this giant that they're looking for. I think in Ragnarok, everybody's going to assume that uh, Kratos is the cause of Ragnarok and you're going to play as Kratos the entire time, thinking that uh, because, like, it's solely like him. He's not supposed to belong in this world. That he is the reason all of this stuff is happening. And then there's going to be a revelation, like two thirds of the way through the game, that it's actually because of Atreus. Atreus is actually the one causing yeah. these things. Well, that's, that's, what, that's going to be Well, that, like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah.
1: think I think Atreus is going to fucking murder everybody, just because like, that's kind of that's kind As of where he you left play the As game. Them. <laughs> yeah and I, and I think that's a very that's a very big possibility because well that's I of like one out of the war things one was that
0: one of the things you talked about it was you know the relatability and the personal story that was uh this last one, right Father and son on a journey, dad distance, how does he you know uh, 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 connect with his son? I think mm-hmm. that you could do either the murder or the kidnap of Kratos at the beginning, then have us play as atreus and have it be a similar we have a story to tell thing that doesn't traipse into the exact same thing last of us did because for me personally spoilers for the last of us part two everybody knows this of course though like it wasn't so much that ellie was out there trying to she wasn't out there searching for joel's approval if that makes sense. Like, she was out there to avenge Joel and to make people pay for it. Jesus, Tamor. Take it easy on the keyboard. Hold on, we're going to introduce you one second. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I muted him for a little bit, so... Yeah. That's cool, that's cool, It's cool. Uh, but it was also the idea of, like, it, the revenge idea was there, obviously, but, like, I think Atreus' thing would be i dad never told me he loved me dad never said he was proud of me i need to do you know I, i'm mm-hmm. on this journey obviously for revenge and to fuck up all these gods but the gods have also ruined our lives right they mom's dead dad when was estranged he never had this thing because he has his chip on his shoulder about the gods we blah. blah, blah. more yeah. hussein from gamespot.com you were in the live chat on patreon.com slash kind of funny games i invited you in here because you have plenty of thoughts where are you with what god of war 2 will be
3: Hello, everyone. Uh, First of all, apologies for the clicking. I got one of those mechanical keyboards. Feels good to press um, and not so good to hear. Um, So here's the thing. I really like what the original was doing or started to do by subverting Norse mythology somewhat. I think uh, they're going to present it as Loki and and, uh, Kratos being the agents of Ragnarok. But actually what's happening is... They're they're depicting Odin as he has been in various ways, and the Norse gods, as they did with the Greek gods, as being assholes. And actually, there's a little scheming happening, and they are kind of trying to kick off Ragnarok. And what eventually happens is you realize, oh, Atreus is the solution to Ragnarok. And um, Kratos is what's effectively going to stop Ragnarok. And that's where you bring in the giants from Jotunheim um, and all that kind of stuff. So Kratos is going to use his son Atreus to reconnect with the giants, as his wife would have wanted, reunite that family line, and then the giants and Kratos and Atreus team up to stop the Norse gods from uh, enacting Ragnarok and effectively wiping out the giant's bloodline or something like that. I feel like they're going to use... They're going to present uh, Kratos as the force for stopping this ultimate end of the world, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I like that because it connects in the themes of the first game and within the themes of the second game. That's the thing that I've been kind of rack- racking my brain with is how do you take something that is as personal as God of War 1 and turn it into a new story that feels kind of like how I feel about Last of Us Part Two, right? That justifies its own existence while playing off of the first game thematically. And I think mm-hmm. what Tamor what just described does all that.
3: Great. I'm going to I'm gonna dip out now, but I definitely think that Blessing could take Chicken Kratos.
0: Thank you. Well, Thank I you. Wish, I wish <laughs> the you. rest of the world agreed with you. Right now, 70.7% uh, <laughs> say no, he could not take our Chicken Kratos. If wow. we
1: had prep time, I'm also – I see, I didn't think about what I do in my prep time.
0: I'm thinking about what Chicken Great Kratos is in point. In his prep what time. would you do with your prep time?
1: I'm bringing in a butcher knife. <laughs> I'm cooking that dude. Okay. I'm okay. turning him into a uh, to a McDonald's chicken sandwich. Barrett, I tweeted the picture. You can show it to people. If you have uh, I, I already showed
2: it, yeah. yeah. It's okay,
0: a really perfect. good tweet. It's a really good tweet. Yeah, like Now I'm cooking him up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to this conversation, though, about what's happening over here. Um, I had a whole bunch of you write in, like I said, and I liked it. But here's a question I want to get while we're uh, talking in the giant scheme of it, right? Uh, Chris Childers writes in and says... Do you think Kratos will die in Ragnarok and you will take over as Atreus? So now I was talking very much about like this question, maybe the first battle, yada, yada, yada. Get that out of your head. We're not even talking about it. We play as Kratos the whole game. It's exactly what you think. Blessing, by the end of God of War Ragnarok, do you think Kratos dies? Does he sacrifice himself to prevent Ragnarok? I think Kratos dies at some point in this, in this modern God of War
1: series. Mm-hmm. I could see him dying in the next game because I think eventually he will take over as Kratos, as uh, Atreus. And I don't know if that's in this next game or the game after, but I think that is going to happen. We still, in God of War 1, we left Freya in the place where she's still like, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, like, I think she's she coming has, back
0: for blood, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, she has the quote somewhere in there where she's like, I will literally s- scatter your fucking ashes across She's like, I'll, I'll break down like, Hellfire for,
2: like, as much as I yeah. can and shit like that, yeah.
1: And I don't know if Kratos will be able to stop her Plus whatever whoever else she has with her, right? Whether that be Thor or Odin or whoever else. I think Kratos is destined for death. Also, just because Kratos is this character who, over the span of the whole God of War franchise, has done so much bad. And even though he's redeemed himself here and there, I don't think there's any way for Kratos to to fully redeem himself for the sins that he's committed. And I think storytelling writing just tells us that he, ha- he has something coming to him. Even though we're at the place now where we like Kratos, or I think a lot of us like Kratos as a character and, and his whole arc that he's gone through. 100%. I think he still has to pay. And I think we're going to see that either in the next game or the game after and we take over as Atreus.
0: Yeah, I think spoilers for Red Dead Redemption the original, <laughs> right? It's like a similar thing where you can't leave that life behind. It is always going to hunt you down. It is always going to be on your heels. And so I think if we're going to take over, if we're going to kill it, if we're going to, if we're going to kill Kratos, I think it has to happen this game. And if you're if you're going to take over as Atreus, I think you have to do it this game because I feel like when we start talking about Kratos as a character and what uh, purposes he's served and what he has left to say or do, it starts getting fewer and fewer the opportunities right because yeah it is this thing of kratos sucked as a character you know from the way back and uh, you know i just scream at everything being mad fucking people left and right uh but we got it was he you was know, pure rage 2018 either redeemed him in your eyes or just gave him depth and gave him a character and gave him a story right you a in a pool of emotions to pull from when we saw that i think the more we talk about it and bring in the, you know, the question that started this all off of, you know, are we going to play as Atreus from Zack or whatever? The more I think you could, you'd get that final moment of starting with him and Atreus in a better place, the Thor fight or whatever it is happening, Thor kidnapping or killing him or whatever. But having that moment where probably he's got to kidnap him, take him home to stand trial, you know, in in Valhalla or whatever for Ragnarok or uh, no, not Valhalla. What am I thinking of?
1: Oh, the, uh, uh, something Heim. <laughs> uh, sure, but where are no, uh, Like, you're talking about the world of Norse mythology.
0: Yeah, but I'm thinking, actually, of, like... I'm picturing the place with the rainbow bridge from yeah. Thor. Oh. Thor's home. Thor's home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, As, um, Asgard, 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 yeah. Asgard, Asgard, yes. Asgard, Asgard. Take him home to... <laughs> we're so huge. I just watched <laughs> Thor The Dark World last night. I'm like, I know this fucking world. Uh, take him home to Asgard to stay in trial or whatever. We go through. We do that in the end. You know, Kratos... Get- Again, the whole thing isn't about revenge is as much about saving dad but also wrestling the fact that you and you did you know it's basically a cat you know the cat Stevens song or whatever of like you know what your your dad thinks of you and you know that's the theme we're going to go with this or did you make your father proud kind of thing and you get there and you get that moment as Kratos sacrifices himself that he is proud of you or whatever and that's when you really take up the god of war thing or whatever and you take his blood and you rub it on your face so you have the red line and like go that way with it what do you think the
1: chances are that Atreus kills Kratos? Because that was the big thing in the first mm. game. You know, that was a game that towards the end of the game, right? Kratos confesses to Atreus about how, he, hey, I'm from this realm and all this stuff, and I ended up killing my my father. Uh, and you have a scene where Balder is on the verge of killing Freya. And then you get to the point where you have this scene where you kind of have that reveal of the wall that tells the future. <laughs> and it's talking about how, like, Atreus is going to end up murdering Kratos. At least that's what I got from it. Um... Do you think we get some version of that? Because I in a gameplay sense, I think it could be if you can frame it in the right way, I think it would be really interesting to make the player kill Kratos as Atreus. Mm, and i don't mm. I don't know how you end up in that situation where the player feels comfortable doing that, But I think you can get there and it'd be really cool
0: well Tor wrote in a patreon.com slash kind of funny games says I want this to subvert expectations with Odin dying in this game and Thor rising to be the main antagonist mm. and somehow poise Atreus to turn against Kratos temporarily with what his name means and all but eventually he'll come back around that could be the other thing about this where it is this journey of Atreus or maybe whoever it's one of them ad- journeying to the other right getting there realizing you're not on the same page maybe they do have a fight right but it gets separated and then the next time they come together it is that we have to work together to stop whatever this is, or Odin or Thor, and then you get that final moment of you've done well, son, kind of thing. I am proud Mm -hmm. of you, son. And this is just me pushing my own agenda, I guess, in terms of what I think you'd be wrestling with right now. Because, you know, I, I go back to what made God of War story such a success, right? It was this personal story of a father and son coming together, right? And Corey's been very vocal talking about it, about a personal tale that is for him, right? And that's Corey as a father, you know, and, and dealing with that. And obviously the many people who worked on it that are parents and what they saw in it and why I think so many people flocked to it. But then the other way would be that of looking, taking it like, well, how do we do it for another game? Where do we push it and where do we want to push, you know, Atreus? Then it becomes no longer that you're the father, it's you're the son. and What's your relationship with your dad and what's every... A kid want out of their parents, right? And how did, how does this work? And go through that. And I think that's where that could all start weaving its way into actually giving you a meaningful narrative that uh, you know shakes out in there.
1: Yeah.
0: My last no, I can't tr- this game.
2: Sorry. go ahead. Um, no, no, please, please, please. My last two questions here. Um, one, is this because? A, a pe- Tim started the the whole narrative of this might be a Miles Morales uh, kind of game, which I don't believe because like the entire first end of the first game is setting up Ragnarok. Like that'd be such a weird choice to have it be like a smaller game that they were trying to set up at the end of the first game. Like I, I do believe this is like the full on like sequel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, so like, fuck. What was it? what was my first question? Of oh, like it, do you think this is a M- Miles Morales size game? And then two. Since they were building up Ragnarok uh, at the end of the first game, and if we're assuming that this is going to be a trilogy, like where do they go? I know this is like a little uh, too early, but like where do they go after Ragnarok, you know? So the, those so, are the two questions.
1: For the first question, I think they would have clarified that by now if it was more of a Miles Morales thing. Because from a marking perspective, I think if you put out the game and it's way shorter and way more condensed. And uh, feels like a smaller story than God of War One. I. I think you get raked over the cold. Yeah, because
2: even like Miles Morales, like early on, they were like it's a Uncharted Lost Legacy, like kind of. Yeah,
1: like they very much came yeah. out and they were like they had the the dude who gave the false info that was like, oh, it's an expansion that comes with Spider Man and all all that stuff. And everybody was like, what? And then that's where they had to come out and be like, hey, no, it's more like Lost Legacy, which I think people ended up being very okay with. Um, to answer your second question, which what was your second question again?
2: Where do, where do you, like, since this, if we're assuming that this is oh, the second game in the third, like, in a trilogy, yeah. like, where do you go after Ragnarok? Because I, I would have assumed if we're doing a trilogy, you fight Ragnarok Thanos. would be the the last one, you know, the, the third game, so.
1: I think that's actually a really good question, and I my assumption has always been that in this next game, Thor is the big bad, and then the final game is Odin, but I also don't know, uh like, what the natural progression of that is for uh, Norse mythology, you know, if, and, and if that makes sense for, yeah, what Ragnarok is and where you would think the conclusion of that would be. I think the way you'd make it make sense is if it is similar to what Greg is saying, or I forget if it was Tamora said, if it's similar to what we said before, right, where you get there and it is about us stopping Ragnarok, you know, or something along those lines, and Ragnarok isn't where it ends. Ragnarok is kind of where, like, us fixing Ragnarok is where it ends, which leads into the third game, which puts us against whoever. I think that could be the way to do it
0: yeah i don't it's so interesting for the size question of it when they initially said it's going to hit this year and all this stuff and we're talking about it i think yeah your knee jerk reaction especially with miles morales already happening that you thought that's how it would be now that we're closer to it and the fact that i don't think it's making this year at all i don't think that's the case i don't know if it'll be necessarily as big as god of war 2018 was which is so hard to do to enumerate to figure out am i talking about the hours or the actual space or the realm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm not getting into that. I think it it could be, in the grand scheme of things, a shorter game than 2018, but I think it'll be a fleshed-out game. Not that, to your point, Blessing, not that I think people finished Miles Morales and were like, oh, man, this wasn't a full-size game. This wasn't uh, enough game. Like, I mean, you you can want more for sure, but I think we all enjoyed the experience enough to be like, all right, cool, this was good. And it didn't seem like it had the fat posted to it. And no, I want to get into, like, so many people wrote in with actual things of, like, what they want mechanic-wise for the game. Um, in terms of it being a trilogy though and going on there what I don't know shit about uh, uh, Norse mythology believe it or not I know it's shocking and I've put on a brave face throughout this entire presentation but like when you get here and you're talking about after the events of Ragnarok the world will resurface a new in- infertile the surviving and returning gods will meet and the world will be repopulated by the two main survi- human survivors like I feel like you could do that a couple different ways where either it's this game like we're talking about and at the end of the game it is that we thought we were going after Odin, but it was really Thor pulling the strings. And that's in like, you know, he's, he's the one who gets the final killing at the end on Kratos and then just bounces, right? And that leaves Atreus there with the body. This, you know, he becomes his father. He is this pit of un you know fathomable rage. Maybe at that point he gets the Blades of Chaos, you know, uh, well to do his skin or whatever. And then you could, you know, cut scene there or whatever and then or have us go into the next one that way. But I mean, I feel like, what they're talking about here is no matter what is happening, whether it's the second one or the third one, right? I feel like we're going to get to a place where the way this trilogy ends or this story, because I'm not even sure if it's a full blown trilogy. And I know people say stuff all the time on the internet. And then it turns out that's not there saying or whatever. I feel like this ends with, them be there just being you know this beautiful green world and then they're being just maybe atreus and whoever his new partner is is you know his wife whatever they maybe they're adam and eve kind of thing that you go off of with that you try to meld it all in that way maybe it is kratos and atreus at the end but i doubt they both make it out of this i don't know there's a bunch of different stuff like that i think you could work your way into and like use that because they are using obviously the architecture here and the structure of what people know broad strokes to then go in and tell their own story but at some yeah. point, yeah, Kratos has to die and Atreus has to get the blades and be fucking awesome.
1: My question is, once Kratos dies, eventually they're going to want to reboot God of War again or make some kind of new trilogy or whatever. And the way that marketing and real game development, all, all that stuff works, they're going to want to bring back Kratos. And my question is, what are they gonna, how are they going to do that? Like, I'll I like for it to be he wakes up in a new realm and then we get the reveal of like, oh, this is how he keeps doing it. He dies in one realm, wakes up another, and that's how they keep going with it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's eventually going to happen, and I wonder how they're going to tackle that.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I, it's interesting because it's a tale of two PlayStations where I think early on you would have said that, yeah, for sure they're going to do that. But then now, with all of these first parties firing on all cylinders and them being able to find success with new IP when you look at Last of Us compared to Uncharted and stuff like that, I do wonder if they would put it down for a long time and not worry about coming back to it. And you, If you really yeah. wanted to, you could uh, continue Atreus' story. And go that way but again you have to be inspired for that but again i think you know the big question of this narrative we're building that isn't you know real but you can see where it would be would be if we put atreus on to the sins of the father if you know whatever happens in ragnarok and the series going forward puts him very much into he has the blades on he's out for revenge he's screaming calliope <laughs> if he's in that level of anger you don't leave him committed to that when we walk away from the trilogy or the narrative, right? You want him to have that moment of like, even if it is Kratos on the other side with his mother and with Calliope and his first wife, like being like, there's a better way. Like that's gotta be it, right? You don't want this unwanted violence cycle, cycle that goes through. Of, yeah. Right. And that, and I, I mean, you know, again, spoilers for the last of us part Two. Like, again, we're getting close to the line. Last of us part two was also walking and telling the story they were telling, but I think because of the fantastical nature of God of War and Kratos and the gods and, you know, uh, Athena and stuff like that, you get more chances to have a different outcome that I think at the end, when you boil it down to three sentences of what it was you're like, oh, that's really similar to the Last of Us. But I think in the actual gameplay of it and the storytelling of it and the journey of it, like to get to the end and have it be that. Thor is all but beaten. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Loki, I was saying, yeah, you know, but Loki's got him down. Atreus has got him down. And it is that thing where he's just like, no, it's not worth it, and tosses the blades, and the blades unspool from his arms, right? And he's like, Ragnarok's already happened. We're not going to do this, yada, yada, yada and then thor gets up and he goes, i'm going to go by a new name jesus and they're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, I mean? blah, yeah.
1: blah. and i guess like and that, the more the more i think about it right like over the course of three games you could do so much to attach a character to a franchise and people already have very much accepted At- atreus as a core part of modern god of war and so i could yeah. see i could see like 10 years 15 years down the line where we're getting the new god of war trilogy that it is a grown atreus with the blades, or with whatever weapon, right? His bow and arrow, and maybe he gets passed on the Leviathan axe, and he like that is where that starts. And you know, we're playing his story as opposed to Kratos, and people will be okay with it.
0: Looking here, where all I want to so far away. Uh, <laughs> Trey Daniel said, "Will we see Odin, God of War, Ragnarok?" Of course. Mm. I think. We'll I don't know see if him in the do him. him? Yeah. I think
1: we'll see him in the same way we we saw Thor. Where really? he show if, if if my theory is correct, where Thor is bad for this next game and Odin comes and, and Odin is the big bad for the game after. I think, yeah, Odin will appear for a scene or two and he makes a huge presence, but then like, you know, they they set it up that, hey, that's to come, that's what's next. Mm. Either that or he will be a very big part of God of War God of War Ragnarok. One of those two things.
0: Yeah, it's really a question of how much they're setting up and if this is going meant to be. How 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 far do they want to take it? Is it a trilogy? Is it a thing? And again, I'm trying to remember. On. God of War 2018 trilogy. It wasn't yeah, I, don't they, I don't know if they've talked about it. Well, you know, trilogy. it's that thing where if you didn't know, Corey doesn't shut up, but then he also doesn't say <laughs> things straight either. And, like, Corey never gives you a straight answer on anything. it be a quadrilogy.
2: I think the closest answer we've ever gotten was that, like, they were already setting up ideas for a second game while, like, mm-hmm. wrapping up the first yeah, think, game. But yeah, that was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all we've really gotten. I hope it's not a trilogy. Quadrilogy. Honestly,
3: yeah, you know what? Wait, what do you, wait, what do you
2: think, Greg? With, what do you We need to get like? out
0: of trilogies.
2: I, like, we got all these Star Wars trilogies. Trilogies are here. great. No, you know Three what? is the no, perfect dude.
0: number. Here's my thing. Trilogies are great when they're thought out and you know where you're going Star Wars is being the example and I'm not saying that Corey and team haven't thought that through but there's a big difference between we have ideas for a sequel and we're telling a trilogy because telling a trilogy is Mass Effect right where it's like you're making a decision here you know what that's going to mean when you get there to the end this one to be like like, wrapping up God of War Ragnarok and be like oh I have an idea for the next game mm -hmm. that's fine you want to leave it open with a teaser thing whatever that's fine but I'm like I everything we're saying right now I personally kind of sucks in terms of the Odin stuff of I don't want it to be Odin's it, you know, whispers and this and at the very end he's like I, it was me all along. But peace and he leaves and I I and the same thing I pitched. I think Atreus putting on the blades would be such a fucking bomb ass moment and his eyes like go, glow a bit red and we go fucking ham. I don't want that to cut to black and then be like we'll see you no. in God of War 3. It's like fuck no. Like that sucks. That's old school video game shit that I don't want to deal with. I'd rather it be that here's this fucking balls the wall hard ass tale we're going out and telling you're going after all these north gods you Ragnarok is happening you're going after Odin you're doing these things you're killing them you're not killing them they're killing you whatever it is but like we're putting it all into this game rather than sitting here going save something for we're doing a trilogy save something for the third See, game
1: my thing is i i like closure that's my main thing is i if if you, if you can cut it down in a way where you are not teasing. You can get to a game where it's like we're not teasing anything for the next game. This is where it all ends. We're tying up all loose ends. That's that's what I'm all for. And so if, if we if we can get that out of Ragnarok, then I'm totally good with mm-hmm. having two God of War games. But something tells me in the way that game development works and the, re- the way that creatives work, I don't know why three is the number that everybody goes to. But Star Wars. I could easily, I could see them, and maybe it's the Star Wars thing. I could, I could see them getting to that pl- place where they're like, cool, we told, we told this amount of story in God of War one. We have so much we want to tackle in God of War 2, but it is going to take a third one to to truly wrap everything up. Mm. I think that would probably I think that would feel right to me. Um, But I'm down I'm down with any number of games as long as at at a point we get closure because that's
0: my that's yeah 100 percent 100 percent. Here's what I want to talk about uh, from a a, a Yub in uh, Ottawa who wrote into Patreon.com slash kind of funny games and I said what do you want to see in God of War uh, Ragnarok? The answer here less loot. Please, God, less loot. I don't want to spend so much time in menus looking at numbers and comparisons of such boring loot. If they want to keep the gear game, make less loot, but make each piece more meaningful uh killing the final valkyrie queen rewards you with an axe pommel that turns your light throw into a missile that flies at incredible speeds it's my favorite piece of loot in the game and that's just because there was a long and meaningful journey to acquire it it didn't just drop for me from some random chest i'm replaying the game now on new game plus plus on ps5 after the recent patch and after the second playthrough there's no new loot in the game which means i'm spending less time in menus and more time experiencing this incredible world and narrative Bless, did you have a problem with the loot system for God of War 2018? No, I didn't have a problem with it, but I think you know anything can be improved, and I
1: think sure. that, that makes a good point that the more you can make loot meaningful, especially in a God of War game that is all about the world and narrative and how everything in this world can be meaningful, I think that that would be a, a better direction than for me to pick up random stuff that gives me upgrades that feel trivial in terms of the meaning of them not tri- not trivial in terms of who i do like having plus one or plus two on whatever attack or whatever thi- whatever thing i'm adding this to um i don't know if that means less loot but i guess that just means more 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 loot that feels earned and that feels like it has a story behind it like i, I the one i remember the most too is the one where uh it was an infinity in uh, infinity war inspired Thing where you get a, I, I believe you get a gauntlet, and then you have to like find. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or something that. That, that was fit awesome. In that gauntlet, yeah, and that was like a really cool thing. I want more stuff
2: like that, and I want less of the weird, the the yellow one that goes across his shoulders, but like shows both of his nips. I want less of that armor. I love, I love them nips. Oh, Come no. on, man. Are you kidding too me? Much, too much.
0: You know what what's what's wrong with his nips,
2: man? It's just like the way it frames his like body, where it just goes across his shoulders, but like L- little no- BDSM. Yeah. A little uh, how weird
0: festival here in yeah, San Francisco a little bit yeah. a little
2: bit i think i think that's what it was i do love like the fucking the one that like covers like half of its chest and it looks like dragon bone or whatever that shit sure. was dope as hell
0: yeah it's the thing of i remember the loot system fondly but I haven't gone back to God of War since I platinumed it. And so I don't remember getting in the way of stories, but I like that kind of stuff. And I do, and I am the guy, ooh, man, plus you know, plus five armor da- or you know, armor damage here. I'm gonna get in this or ooh, fire resistance. Like I enjoy that kind of thing. So I could see if it's not your jam at all. Maybe it was too much and got in your way. But I definitely loved how it looked physically. I thought that was so cool. Blessing. Greg. I'm excited to see if any of our predictions about God of War Ragnarok were true. But God of war Ragnarok is not coming out this year, so there's not much more we can do about it. Instead, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kinda funny games, where you can go to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free, and you can watch along live, just like uh Nick Ash's, uh Demetrius's, uh Joseph's. Uh of course you can do all that there and you get the show ad free. But guess what? You're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here are some ads, Gregway. This episode of PS I Love You XOXO is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location, and then has the nerve to increase prices on you. That's right, they've just raised their prices once again. Now you could just cancel your subscription in protest, or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN like we do here at Kind of Funny. See, you might not know what's on Netflix in your country is completely different than what's on someone's who's in the uk or japan or whatever country you're not in using expressvpn we can control what country we want netflix to think we're in expressvpn has over 90 countries to choose from so every time we run out of something to watch we can just switch over to another country to unlock new shows right now cool greg is all over this from what i hear he watched everything during quarantine of u.s netflix now he's off there watching crazy cartoons i've never even heard of and you can do it with the tap of a button because expressvpn lets you change your location to wherever you want to be in the world and here's the best part is not just netflix you can use express vpn to unlock shows on other streaming services too uh people can use it for bbc iplayer we were just talking about this with julia hardy last friday on kind of funny games daily it's free and only available in the uk that's bbc iplayer i put text in there express vpn is also super fast and works on your phone laptop and even smart tvs so you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering so be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our link so we can help you get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny expressvpn.com kindoffunny to learn more. Up next is Upstart. You know that credit card, the one you're afraid to look at to see what the balance is? If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it, and Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off. Last year showed us that you never know what life is going to throw at you, and if you use credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. Take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. Upstart is the fast and free way to get a professional loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they i am sorry—they assess uh, more than just your credit score. Of course, they look at your education, job history, all that stuff. As I've said many a time, when I moved to SF, I took out a personal loan. And that no—that well, people I used didn't do that. They didn't look at that, so I got a really bad rate. You could get a much better rate with Upstart. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. Uh, you can get pre-approved the same day and receive the funds as fast as the next as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time for a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash funny. That's upstart.com slash funny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided on your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. Can't get my fat head out of it, so it'll focus on the hammer. I hate that. You know yeah. what I mean? the come too mean, far. Right? It's come too. Yeah. Uh, it what face pl-
1: recognition too well.
0: Well, first off, I want to get my, my PlayStation updates for me, but let's update the polls as well right now. Uh, we have nine minutes left in uh, our poll right now. Kratos is beating Ratchet. Sixty-four point nine percent say Kratos would beat Ratchet in a fight. Twenty-three point five for Ratchet. Eleven point seven. Show me the results. And then, yeah. meanwhile, you are just you you have not moved the needle at all. Uh, no, is at seventy point three percent that you could not beat Kratos as a chicken. Uh, Twenty. 2.7 percent are incorrect and say you could beat kratos as a chicken and seven percent wanted to see the results. no i
1: think they're correct the people ah, that i can here no they're right they're right
0: no no what
1: else what i else, what, what else you got
0: for playstation news
1: uh i got a couple of updates for you greg i'm gonna start with what do we want from playstation productions and is it twisted metal uh i asked this because as of today we got an update over at variety about the twisted metal movie. Uh, This is from Joe Otterson, who writes about how uh, a Twisted Metal series from Deadpool Writers is in the works over at Sony Pictures TV and PlayStation Productions. The new series is described as an action comedy based on an original take by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the writers behind Deadpool films and Zombieland. Quote, Twisted Metal is one of the most beloved franchises from PlayStation, said Asad Kizilbash, head of PlayStation Productions. We are thrilled to have such a great team working on bringing the iconic game to life for the fans, end quote. The show is about a motor-mouthed outsider who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy uh, car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown. A deranged clown named or I, there's a typo in here that's tripped me up twice in a row now, uh, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck whom fans of the game will know as Sweet Tooth. Greg, is this what you want from PlayStation Studios? Are you looking forward to this Twisted Metal thing?
0: I mean, did I want anything from PlayStation Studios? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, I like, Last of Us series? All right, cool. Of course, that's in. Neil's in it. We got Pedro Pascal. Let's go. That's cool. That's It to be a part of it. Uncharted movie, you got Spider-Man. All right, Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, let's do that, too. Now you tell me there's a twist. If you were to tell me, hey, they're working on a Twisted Metal TV show, I'd be like, oh, like that sounds, that sounds kind of dumb or whatever, right? But then when you get in here, you're like, oh, it's not about the car combat thing. It's, I, I mean, it is, but it's not about it like I thought it would be. I thought it would be, I'm stupid and have no imagination. So I thought, you tell me you're making a Twisted Metal movie, I'm like, oh, it's going to be by the book, Twisted Metal. Calypso's out here, and he's all, like, doing the stupid, like, I'll give you your wish or whatever the hell you he used to say, and like then you get all the different endings, which would be fun to see the different endings. But I digress. This yeah. does n- nothing for me, no. But like, at least they're doing something interesting with it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing I like about this is that from the pure concept of a twisted metal series, immediately I'm like, I don't want that. But when you, when you get into it and they talk about how yeah we have folks who wrote for Deadpool and land on it, then I'm like. All right, yeah, I could definitely see the direction with that because twisted metal, you know, like there's a lot, there's a lot there that you can get wacky with. Uh, This pretty much strikes me as a funny Mad Max-ish sort of
0: thing. Yeah, exactly, right. Like the fact that it's not just like, oh yeah, go smash into each other and do this thing. There's gonna be plenty of smashing into each other. Oh yeah. But it does seem like they're taking the base idea of it and then extrapolating out and trying to build something around it.
1: Yeah, and like I'm, I'm not one who's paid attention at all to the story of twisted metal, and so when I read this, I'm like. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, that sounds like a good like a good direction. Even though talking about it earlier, right? Like Kevin was, Kevin surprisingly very into the story of Twist Metal, which I didn't realize. Sure. And so he was like, "Oh, but man, Twist metal's Metal is all about 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 this, this, and that." And they could have done this and that. And, and you're like, you're like, like hey.
0: "Excuse me, Twist Metal is not about this, that, and that at all. It's about smashing the cars and having rockets on your cars."
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's what most people know about Twist Metal is smashing yeah. the cars. And so if you're gonna take that and create a story out of it, it include Sweet Tooth. Then cool, you know I'm 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 about that. Uh,
0: as long this as sounds like a much better idea than what my ish, close your eyes. There's a twisted metal TV show. Of like oh, they're like on some kind of weird futuristic esports thing where they're all slamming into each other. It's kind of yeah. like Running Man, but it's cars and shit. Like no, this I was, I'm like okay, cool. Like like you said, a, a weird comedic Mad Max, a, a Borderlands weird TV show or whatever from Deadpool. All right,
1: yeah. How much do you care about the the PlayStation production stuff so far? Because I'm kind of with you that I don't need this to exist but it seems like they're doing a good job with it so far with all the news we've gotten i'm not rolling my eyes at any of this
0: yeah that's the thing where i think i have i'm still even keel i'm not excited i'm not up or down on this i'm not pro or con on it it's very much like taking the things i love or or some of the franchises i love from where i love them to a ecosystem that i'm not as juiced about i'm not as jazzed about but like last of us for sure i'm gonna watch like i'm excited to see how that develops and go uncharted for sure i'm gonna watch if it's day and day digital like yeah i i want to see what these things turn out for and i'm down for two hours of tom holland being a goon out there being nathan drake or whatever sure but like no at at no point has any of this stuff been announced and like all right i guess that's kind of a lie no i at no point has any of this stuff been announced and i've had my world stop. And, I, and, of course, we talk, I think we were live on one of the streams when the Pedro Pascal stuff happened. It was like, oh, man, that's, that's cool. It's happening. But it wasn't like when the Invincible movie got announced a while back, or like years ago now, right, where I flipped out on the, con, or God, the kind of funny morning show and, like, Tim had to read it because I couldn't put the words together. Like, none of that's happening for me. I, I wish them all the best, and I'm excited to see what it turns out to but I'm not excited in the way, like, got it. Well, man, I, I'm, I, I'm not excited for this like I am for the Batman. Where it's like, if, if right um, now in the middle of this, they're like, well, I guess that doesn't make sense. Even in, in a show that wasn't PlayStation related, if they were like, the Uncharted movie trailer just dropped, they'd be like, oh, cool, we'll watch it later. Whereas like right now, if they were yeah. like, oh man, a new The Batman trailer, I'm like, blessing, pause the fucking PlayStation. Dude. We're <laughs> watching The Batman trailer.
1: Yeah, I definitely hear you. Would there be any announcement though that would get you there? Because I can't really think of much had off, upon off, animated off the top animated of Let's go, you know? Oh yeah, there you go. If the, now, if the that, would, would, that wouldn't Clank, get me there either though. If the Ratchet and Clank movie didn't already come out and wasn't already like, Okay, you know, that probably would have gotten you me there. No, I just I heard see? enough people be like, "That's ah, whatever," that I was like, ah, I guess it's not worth me checking out." I had which is friends wild, which who is went wild. to go
2: see it and they were the the entire time the only two people in the theater.
1: <laughs> and that that's my thing is like I before that movie came out, that's kind of all I asked for. I was like, "Dude, a Ratchet and Clank movie that was like a Pixar kind of movie, you know, 3D animated, that'd be that'd be so cool because Ratchet and Clank has a lot of that fun and attitude that would make for a great one of those movies you know like there's so much personality in the characters in world of Ratchet and Clank and when that movie came out and the reviews were like eh and everybody was like eh I was like oh <laughs> and then I didn't go see it um and so you know aside from that I'm, sh- I'm sure there are things here and there like I know people would probably get excited about Sly Cooper or something like that in, in a similar vein but there I-, I find it difficult for me to think of anything off the top of the dome that would immediately have me like fuck that's the one Maybe a God of War movie, but even then, I'm like, nah, not really. What, what about Metal Gear? Metal Gear, I don't... You have to sell me on Metal Gear, because I yeah. I love Metal Gear as a franchise, but so much of the things I love about Metal Gear correlate to it being a video game that I don't know if you're able to capture a lot of the same stuff. I think we've had this conversation before, where I'm just, well, I'm just sure, like... Yeah, I
3: mean, Oscar Isaac, know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, there there's... Metal Gear is such... Is so inspired by uh, cinema, you know, and it has so many of those elements in it. But I still think the things that make Metal Gear, uh, cool and awesome for me, go into how it breaks the fourth wall. uh True. go goes into how it does weird things with the controller. I, you know, I think of the long monologues. I think of the two hour long cutscenes. Shit like that is think, the shit that gets me into Metal Gear.
0: Well, that and I in... and. And I know we don't have many examples to look to as like, oh, man, video game movies that got it right. I feel in general that's what we're talking about, though. Is like no matter what makes Metal Gear, Metal Gear to you, Uncharted, Uncharted, Last of Us to all of us, like you're not going to get that out of a movie necessarily. Because no matter, even if you are like, oh, it's really the performances and the writing of The Last of Us that, you know, I loved about it. Sure, but you also played it. So you experienced it in a different way where there's just such a, a thing uh, for any time there's a video game movie where it's just like, Sure, I, I wish them the best of luck, and I, I want you to go have it, but, like, is that going to deliver? How much do you lose? How much does it become something different, and where does it go from there? Like, you know, over the weekend or Friday night, maybe, we watched the Monster Hunter movie. Like, I want to watch the Monster Hunter movie. She was, like, on about it for two days, and we finally were like, all right, fine, let's do it. And we put it on, and monster hunter in me personally right my journey with monster hunter is reviewing the psp games at uh, ign having no i shouldn't have done it shouldn't have done it but that was a different yeah. time and uh that taught me monster hunter while i reviewed the games and then you know i played every not every one of them that's too far probably right but i played the psp ones i played the wii one um uh did a Bit of the DOS one, right? And then, but anyways, Monster Hunter World was the next time I got hooked, right? And put like 130 hours in with Jen and Kevin and Xavier Woods, and like we played that thing nonstop. Loved it. Had such a great time. But Monster Hunter is such a different thing where I came into that movie not with some, hey, I want them to make sure they hit this plot point and have this character in it, and and like that's not what Monster Hunter is about, right? It's about the monsters and it's about fucking killing them. Mm -hmm. And so like watching that movie. I, it was above my expectations of it because, like, they don't get hung up on there being too much of a story, you know what I mean? It's this, you know, Mila Jovovich is, like, trapped in the Monster Hunter world all of a sudden and, like, you know, there's a Diablo and there's a Rathalos and it's like, alright, cool. Like, I, you know, they're fighting things and, like, she crafts armor at one point and they spin the meat on the stick and I'm like, alright, hey, yeah. they're nailing the, the Monster Hunter parts of it and also just giving you an, a movie where they're fighting giant monsters. Like, they did mm-hmm. alright by this. They achieved it. But, like, watching it, like, Jen and I were like, oh, man, this reminds me of when we did this and when we did that. And it was that thing in three-fourths of the way through. I'm like, is this going to get us to play Monster Hunter again? And we both were like, no. Like, we loved our time with Monster Hunter. We loved all those hours with Monster Hunter. But then you start thinking about coming back to a game that big and how much have we missed? And what did you do? And what armor set was I working on? Why was I grinding for this one material? Like... It wasn't there. And so, like, for any of this, like, the disconnect between what a movie is, I guess, long story short on this, is the disconnect Uh between what a passive form of entertainment versus a video game are. They're just different experiences, and you want different things from them in a way that, like, I wish everybody the best, and I hope all these projects are successful because that's good for our industry and good for bringing in more fans. But none of them, for me, make me go, fuck, I need to go see these.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think in terms of movies like Monster Hunter or even in terms of something like Mortal Kombat, I think the thing that kind of separates those a bit for me is that so much of those games are about action and the gameplay over the actual narrative that's going on. Mortal Kombat has a huge narrative, and especially the modern games like who are in love with the stories in those games. But for the Mortal Kombat movie trailer that we just got, yeah, they pretty much boiled it down to, hey... Liu Kang is here, he does his fire shit, Sub Zero does his ice shit, Scorpion has his fucking get over here cool. chain. Uh, and yeah, like the 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 blood shank was fucking awesome. That was fucking dope. But you don't need to go beat by beat of the story in those games in a way where uh, for a Metal Gear movie, I I I think those characters are so attached to us. You know, we have such an attachment and love for each of those characters in their story arcs that I don't I don't know if you could do that in the same way where it where it is, hey. How do we boil down the things of Metal Gear that make Metal Gear Metal Gear? Is it the action? Is it the stealth? Is it this? Is it that? I think there's so much to it narratively that it's kind of hard to boil it down. But I'm willing to see. Like I hope they they succeed with it because I would really too, like me more Metal Gear stuff that I can fall in love with. Greg, right, let's talk about that dual sense. I got another dual sense analog drift update for y'all. Uh, this is our second PlayStation update. This is from Jack Webb at Games Radar.
0: Update.
1: PlayStation update. A new teardown video of the PS5 DualSense controller has claimed it has a life of 417 hours until stick drift kicks in. Those who have been lucky enough to get their hands on a PS5 might have noticed that it's not all sugar and rainbows with Sony's powerful new console. Some players have been reporting that the dreaded stick drift phenomenon has reared its ugly head, severely impacting the gaming experience. This has prompted some YouTube channels to revisit initial teardown videos of the PS5's PS5's DualSense controller to see why this could be the case. YouTube channel I Fix It uploaded a video uh, I recently. Fix I Fix It uploaded a video recently <laughs> to explore the dual sense. Uh, with the results- like
0: something Kevin would say. Kevin, <laughs> my computer's it. not doing. I Fix It. I Fix It. <laughs> <laughs> I Fix It.
1: Uh, with the results pointing to the controller only having about 417 hours of use until it begins to have an effect on the controller controller's joysticks the video shares a look at the controller or yeah the video can shares a look at the controller and gives us some details from Alps who is the manufacturer of the joystick parts and the result point the result points towards the expected operational life for the sticks being 2 million cycles, and clicking the analog stick will last about 500,000 cycles. Putting this further into perspective, if you were to play your PS5 console for just two hours a day, you'll get about seven months of use out of your controller before you begin notice drifting. The most worrying part of this, however, is that those who watched the initial teardown videos of the PS5 controller knew that this was already the case. A previous a previous teardown video from iFixit pointed out clearly <laughs> that the joystick's uh, inside the, the DualSense were the same found in the PS4 controller, using tech that's also used in the Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. All of these controllers have experienced some sort of joystick drift over the years, most notably the the PS4 DualShock and Nintendo's Joy-Cons. Uh, to catch you up, if you've been missing out on this news, uh, over the over the last couple of weeks we've been reporting and talking about how uh, people been talking about how they've been experiencing some DualSense joystick drift that then turned into a class-action lawsuit that was filed last week um and we'll see and hear more from that but for where we're at now greg where are you at with all this
0: uh it sucks of course you want everything you buy to last as long as possible uh, you know, it's crazy that, like, it's interesting even where he, over the years, controllers have experienced some form of uh joystick drift over the years, most notably the PS4 DualShock and the Nintendo Joy-Con. I remember the Joy-Cons being such a huge deal, and I had a pair of Joy-Cons, one of them start drifting or whatever. Uh, but DualShock, I never heard that much about, and I never experienced yeah, yeah. it personally myself. And granted, I'm a fake gamer boy, you know what I mean? I don't play you games, ba- you, know that.
2: you barely play games, yeah. Like, you, I feel, like the, I feel like the thumbsticks would tear apart before, like, I, I would that's get- very <laughs> true, yeah. Like, <laughs> the yeah, thumbsticks, i would tear apart before, stick would like, pop totally yeah totally fucking yeah. tear I, apart easily but my, like i don't think i ever got drift with them
1: and I, I have an old dualshock controller dualshock 4 where i would have like a small the smallest dead zone in my in my analog stick and that happened after years and years and years of playing but i yeah. joystick drift hasn't been as much of a thing that i've experienced or that I, i've even heard about and uh, so like this seems like one of those things where people are definitely experiencing this but We'll see how big of a deal this ends up, right? Because for what this article is saying, right, like it takes uh 417 hours of use until it begins. That is obviously going to vary from person to person because we've heard we've heard about people experiencing it 10 days into having a PS5, and I'm sure there are people that aren't going to experience it until nine years of having a PS5, and that's the
0: trouble about it, right? Where I remember when i was on the outside and i wasn't switching controllers as often right because i feel like now there's some special edition or something you know you get a new controller or somebody's fucking we got butterfinger play or xbox controllers right like there's always an excuse for why you're about to get a new controller somewhere but i remember when i was on the outside and i would uh break down an n64 controller i would uh, wear out a, a ps2 controller it was always that thing of feeling like it was accomplished. Like I, I played so many games, (laughs) this thing couldn't hold up to it and broke down or this button started to stick or yada, yada, yada. Like you played with those controllers so long that they felt broken in. They felt like they had something to them. And that was cool getting it and having drift 10 days in getting it and barely using your switch. And then you find a joy con drifting. Like that's a different argument and that's, that's fucked up and that sucks. And I hope that's covered under the warranty and that they're going to do right by people and get them replaced and fixed. Like, but even that for, you know, look at this, like, you know, and again, you're talking about it, right. That it all varies by person, 417 hours. If you're getting 417 hours out of it, Again, that'd be me right now as an adult, hopefully 417 hours from now when I'd be done with the thing, PlayStation would have some cool colors out for the DualSense or whatever, or it'd be my excuse to go get a controller chaos, you know, actual custom kind of thing or whatever. Like, it's different, different. It sucks. It's different by person. It's different for every case is what I'm trying to say there. Different, different. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in the long run, of course, unacceptable to sell a defective product. And, you know, if it is something that is being broken that quickly and not being the huge problem that people are having then that's just not fucking cool. You need to take care of that. You need to fix that.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things, too, where we're still in that first wave of new consoles. And so I assume if this is a problem that PlayStation identifies, that they'll, fingers crossed, fix it sooner than later, right? With the wave two or yeah. wave three of the version of the controllers getting out there. Um, I think the main the, the main thing that that is bringing this up as being more and more of a conversation has been what we've experienced with the uh, joy cons like the joy cons do have a drift issue that i i see reported on so much i've had yeah. joy con drift uh and i think that's kind of alerted to people that like hey this is the thing that needs to be addressed because it can happen where they just don't get fixed and it becomes an issue for for everybody um i hope that's not the case with the dual sense and that's gonna be a thing of we'll wait and see but yeah for the first wave wave of consoles that's this stuff's gonna happen, and it's gonna that's happen. the other thing
0: too. Is like honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it, it's not that big of an issue. And I know that does not help you if you're listening right now and you've had joy, your your joysticks drifting, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. But I think of Red Rings to Death. I think of all the different fucking bricking problems, overheating issues you've seen with first run consoles and stuff. So. Yeah. if it's just a joystick it's annoying as hell and you hope play in playstation has to not even i hope they do they have to fix it they have to get in there and make it right by people but at least it isn't them just fucking shit in the bed immediately which i know some people have playstation 5s yeah. have
1: what i want is for some fix to my external hard drive issues i've been having with my ps5 Dude.
0: that's what i've been dealing with Wait, you- the uh, the fact that they won't update the games yes well that first and foremost so th- fucking annoying every time it turned I it's like the dreams update couldn't install i'm like i know i don't know why every yeah. game that gets updated for every playstation 4 game that gets updated but is installed on, like when i was playing cardo i eventually had to move cardo to the hard drive because every time i would turn it on it'd be like the update for cardo can't be i'm like i know you're on external hard drive i don't know how to tell you to update there
1: yeah and i swear i need to i need to repair my external hard drive anytime i turn off my ps5 and it is oh really i haven't it. yeah had uh, yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous, and, like, you know, it only takes a few seconds, and so it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's always that concern of, am I fucking up my hard, my hard drive? Do I need to do something? Sure, also, yeah. why doesn't it automatically, if I click, turn off my PS5 and my external hard drive is clicked in, or, I, yeah, external hard drive is plugged in, why don't you automatically do that for me? You know, I it's these small things that I'm sure they're going to fix at a certain point, but at this point are issues for me that I don't like. Just fix it, you know, just fix it. Mm-hmm. Greg, let me tell you about some PlayStation picks. Of course, this is where we highlight a few of the cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. We have one big hitter being Persona 5 Strikers for PS4. That's coming February 23rd. Barrett's been playing it. Barrett's close to the end of it, I believe.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm like 37 hours into it uh, as of last night. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, like, we got to the the part where it was like, oh, this is going to be, like, our last jail. But it's, like, it's obviously that there's, like, some extra shit going on. So I feel like I have I've, I've one more uh uh, kind of jail to go to after this, but uh, I've I've been really enjoying it. Um, again, it's it's seen the the Phantom Thieves back together again. It's a it's a fun story, a good excuse to uh, see these characters again. If you love uh, the Phantom Thieves, I, I think it's a definite like must must play for people uh, who are fans of Persona Five. Um, and definitely, like the gameplay is way different. It's more of uh, marrying and Musou. Uh, pers- Persona and Muso. And again, like I've, I've said all the time, we're like I, the more I play it, the more I'm impressed with like how how much of it, act- it still feels like Persona, even though it is uh, like moment-to-moment action, not turn-based and stuff like that. Um, and like the loop. Kind of because, like, I'm getting back into to Royal and I love the, the gameplay loop of the the combat system in Royal, uh, like, the loop in Strikers definitely is, like, a roller coaster for me, where, like, some nights I'm like, yeah, like, I, I want to, like, grind about in a, in a jail for, like, an hour or two, and then a lot of the times after a little bit I'm like, you know what, yeah, I, I, I can stop and not play for a couple of days, Um but it's it's been a great adventure, and I'm I'm excited to see where it all ends up. Uh, like I've been saying, like if Persona Five uh, slash Royal was the anime, this is like the fun anime movie tie-in that like doesn't do like a whole lot on a level of like adding new stuff to the characters that we all know and love. But uh, it's it, it, another chance to be with them. Yeah, exactly. And there's some fun new stories, and it's one of those things where. I, I think I kind of understand why, like, because they're being weird about this being a sequel to Royal. Like, this is specifically, I think, like a follow up just to the base Persona 5 uh, game mm. uh, with uh, with no follow ups of the stuff that's happened to Royal. Uh, and I think I hit a point last night where I realized why, because there's some thematically very, very similar things with some of the new stuff that they added in Royal with some of the, like, hmm. kind of of uh, "quote unquote like last uh boss that you have in uh in strikers where it's like it's like oh this is very very similar to the end of royal and like they I don't think they're hitting it as well as the end of royal and mm-hmm. it, it's just it it was interesting and bless I I hope you play more of it cuz I want to talk to you about that cuz you and I both love like the end of royal um and I think what strikers does near the end uh, again this is assuming that I'm like on the the tail end of the game, but the the jail I hit last night, I was like, "Well, there's a lot of similarities here." And uh, like I said, like I I don't think Strikers nails it as well as Royal, but it's still really fun. Uh, but also like I, the jail before this one has a boss fight that I think it might be my favorite boss fight between both Strikers and Royal. So, wow. um, yeah, it, it, it super super fun. Plus, um, you ever gonna touch this yeah. game again?
1: I am at some point. I. Fell I fell off of it because I think with it being such a different playstyle, I had to be way more in the mood for it. Yeah, um, sure exactly. Yeah, and I'm I've just not been in the mood for it, and so I'm kind of waiting on that. But I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah, there like there's like a full like week and, that and a half
2: world. that I just like didn't go back to it because I was not in the mood for the the Musa thing. Like it's definitely it, because it's a shorter game. It's much shorter. Like I I, I think like from what I've heard of people who have actually in it, it took like. 40-ish hours so it's it's nowhere near the lengths of, of Royals so I think it is a game that can kind of lend itself to like not feel like you have to put so much time to and you can take a you can take your time as Persona yeah. 5 says so
1: as far as actual PlayStation picks this week, uh, I'm going to start with a game called Taxi Chaos, which is coming to PS4 on Tuesday, February 23rd. Taxi Chaos is a, is a casual arcade racing game where you select one of a ri- wide range of unlockable cabs. Your goal is to try and earn big cab fares by picking up any customer and dropping them off at their destination spots as fast as possible before you run out of time. However, beware... More, most customers are a little bit crazy. If watching, yeah. If you're watching the video version
0: right now, it's basically, t- it's, it's crazy taxi. It's motherfucking crazy taxi and I can't wait. It does not look like a 10 out of 10 by any stretch of the imagination, but it looks like somebody finally was like, fuck it. We'll do it ourselves. We will make a crazy taxi. I'm guaranteed to play this for at least one night.
1: Hell yeah. I might actually reach out for a code for this because that actually is pretty fun. Out
0: and touch you. Did you ever respond yeah. to my code request? I did not.
1: Is there still time? Can I do that? Yeah, sure. You you like you you put it in and you said like hey it's a crazy text of that game and I was like cool whatever. I'm better than
0: that but now you see it look at that yeah now I'm looking
1: at it I'm like oh that does look kind of fun I do kind of want to jump into that yeah (laughs) hundred percent. We also got Jupiter Grad. This is uh, this is coming out for PlayStation Four, Thursday, February twenty fifth. Jupiter Grad, uh, the, and I'm gonna read their description verbatim. Like I had typos when I copied it, copied it from uh, <laughs> their website, and I just kept all of it in because it was a lot. Jupiter uh, Grad is the plunger driven cosmonaut game where you can swing through space station with style. All in cel-shaded graphics. Can you believe that grappling hooks is the definitive way of locomotion in a place like this? It's one of a kind experience where a VR platformer meets puzzle in a single-player campaign. It also gives you arcade thrills with time attack mode. All of this soaked in a delicious diesel punk, or all of this soaked in delicious diesel punk sauce. Yeah. Game looks fun. It does look fun.
0: Yeah, it also looks yeah. like I might like, get sick playing it, but I. I got, I got pretty good thing. VR legs these days, but it the way he's Ooh, yeah. swinging and swimming here reminds me a lot of Echo Arena it for Oculus, of, uh, which hmm. rigs the too. first... It, what rigs. Oh, rigs yeah. yeah, rigs, yeah, yeah, like yeah nice but for me with uh, uh, Echo Arena, I remember doing that the first time at Judges Week and having to at one point grab the wall like I was in a swimming pool and be like, All right, I need to catch my breath. Like, I am just getting car sick as fuck flying around doing all this shit right now.
1: Yeah, there is so much motion, but it does look like you get to be kind of Spider-Man-ish and swing through the Space Station sounds your plunger arms, which sounds fun in theory. In practice, we'll have to wait and see. Big Daddy Uh, Plus,
0: before you move on to this last game, my question about you and PlayStation VR, have you had even the inkling to hook up to PlayStation VR? Yeah, right? Not at all. (laughs) Yeah, Especially
1: because I have an Oculus Quest, and if I thought about uh, getting into VR... Immediately, I would go to that thing over trying to hook it up with my PS5 and all that.
0: Yeah, my PlayStation Five looks so good over here; it's all set up nice, and it's just the idea of dragging out all these cables, putting in the adapter, and doing things. I was like, I don't. And then the camera, like, I don't, I don't want to do this right now.
1: And there's not know. been games that have called out to me for also true PlayStation yeah, yeah, VR. Yeah. Like, if there if there was another Astrobot or Trover Saves the Universe or anything of that ilk that came out for it, then I think yeah. I'd be more tempted. But there's been nothing for PSVR.
0: Yeah, I, I I still want a platinum Iron Man VR, but it's just that eh, I don't feel like doing that right now. Yeah, uh, this last game, this is a game called Retromania
1: Wrestling, coming out for PS PS4 on Friday, February twenty sixth. Greg, I'm curious on what you think about this one. Mm-hmm. Retromania Wrestling is the official sequel to the classic arcade game Wrestlefest. That was released in 1991 by Technos of Japan. Retromania Wrestling will be a pick up and play arcade wrestling game with beautiful 2D sprites, incredible backgrounds, and fast paced arcade style gameplay. In the trailer that Bear's showing right now, uh, you see like a pixelated version of Mega Ran, friend of the show, doing a a fun song for it.
0: I can't wait. I'm excited for it. I, you know, I mean, it's one of those when I don't. I can't wait. It looks awesome. Tommy Dreamer's in it. They, they Obviously, you see the Blue World Order there. Blue Meanies in it. They've gone through and put a bunch of different. If you let it play right here, Barrett, they're going to run through a whole bunch of other people that are in it. It looks great. It looks cool. My concern, of course, is how arcadey is it? Like for me personally, you know, the wrestling games I always loved were the No Mercy uh, and uh, WCW, NWO Revenge, you know, the AKAI engine that, of course, is what AEW's game is supposed to be like. So looking at it, my concern becomes is it arcade in the way like i was hitting undertaker in the old wwe uh, wwf at the time uh, uh, games were where i'd make like you know uh, undertaker would like make appear a gravestone and slap it over the heads it doesn't look like that it looks like a pick up and played arcade wrestling game that i'm just gonna get into and have fun in and there's gonna be pins there's gonna be submissions so i'm i'm very interested in it you know what i mean fire pro wrestling mm-hmm. of course Fire pro wrestling world gave us so many amazing create options and stuff like that but the gameplay of it took getting used to in terms of having to wait for the foot to hit the ground. That's when you put your button commands. And it was a little too much, I think for the common uh, wrestling game fan to jump into. And I know that's what AEW is chasing where they're literally Kenny Omega is like, we're making a no mercy. We're making no mercy again, which was a game that obviously had taken off back in the day on this N64 in a way that this is anybody can get in and play and have fun with. So I am cautiously optimistic for this one. You see the house of hardcore stuff right there from Tommy dreamer. They have a story mode. I don't know exactly what I'm getting into if there's only 16 wrestlers. It seems cool. I love the fact that one of the rings they showed earlier is the blue ring that you would get as a WWE uh, action figure thing where it even has the little championship belt stands that it had there. They just made one thing out of it. So I don't know exactly what it's going to be when we get our hands on it. But I love a good wrestling game and I'm down to try something new. Hell yeah. Blessing. Greg. You're done with your section, and now it's time for what you've been playing. And I kind of, I didn't forget. I just, you know, I was oh, like. Oh, I thought you were you're
1: doing, I thought you are doing the purposeful. Pregnant pause there? Pause. No, yeah. No,
0: pregnant pause, we didn't do it. So uh, it's time to talk about what you've been playing. And I'm going to start off this week because I got a couple different things, and they kind of work together. But number one, first and foremost, is I went and got a backbone from the people at Backbone. This is, of course, oh. the, this is the remote play uh, uh, adapter that Brian Elton had about mm-hmm. during uh, our, uh, what we call it? Spoiler cast for Bloodborne, and so I've been using it all week. It's a, you, if you're an audio listener, it's my iPhone right now plugged into the dock here, and then you just hit the button, and then you're right into it. I'm having trouble focusing, of course, because I just can't ever get this camera to do what I want it to do. Barrett, why would not it focus? Camera, it just won't Why does the smart camera not understand the thing? I don't alone? know. I didn't. I There's never got face. one, so I don't know how these. work. There's that
2: thing. You yeah. know.
0: There we go. Uh-huh. See, I wasn't cool so enough to get one of these cameras. You weren't. No, right. we're not going to finance your Twitch stream at Twitch.tv/slash <laughs> boy Barrett. Come on, Badboy Barrett. Uh, <laughs> You So you p- <laughs> pop it on and it's got its own little interface, its own little thing. So it's, it, it, I'm sorry, if you're an audio listener, what I was saying earlier is this is a uh, controller you just attach to your phone. Right now it's iOS only. They are working on an Android one. Uh, but since I'm an iOS guy, I don't have to worry about it at all, right? And so... It has its own little program for Backbone that is a little app on your thing, which then becomes a home screen for obviously using PlayStation Remote Play, Xbox Remote Play. Uh, and then down here, they actually have recommendations for the different uh, games you can go get off the App Store because it does work with just games off the App Store as well. Uh, it has its own capture button. It has its own broadcast button so you can get screenshots. You can save replays, which is what you're looking at right there and stuff. Um, if Just to see what it actually looks like when it's not together. The Backbone just looks like this. Uh, uh, it's still focused on my face. I'll bring it back like this, and then it's, it expands out, so you can put anything, any iPhone you want in there, any size. You plug it in and shut it around it, and you're good to go. Uh, I've been extremely impressed with it. Uh, I obviously have used Remote Play uh, a bunch over the years. I haven't done it in too many uh, recent months, but it's been that thing of feeling the call of it where it's like, I want to play something, but obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so we're, you know, Jen wants to watch something too, cause she's been trapped in her room working all day. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I, for a while I was breaking out the game screen that I love to, and having it there and having separate things. But most of the time I'm like, ah, oh, that's so much work right now. I'd rather just chill out and hang out with her. But for games, I just want to, uh, you know, fiddle away at that to do some stuff in. I can knock down there. Uh, Barrett, if you want to run, I put a, a hyperlink in what you playing uh, for backbone controller. It's a trailer for it because um, what they list out, of course, is low latency connection. Uh, it plays games that support ga- uh, things, capture game clips and screenshots like I was talking about it. Uh, there is a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack on the bottom of it, so you can plug right in there. It's passed through charging and audio. There's a charger on this side that you can plug your iPhone charger into it. And then yeah, it's got its own app. It's got the friends list. It's got the sharing station that I was talking about and all these different things. So you can go get it that way and play that way. Um, but I was super impressed with it, uh, Bless, because I, I haven't done remote play that much with PlayStation five i had done a bunch with playstation 4 if you remember back in the day when i was reviewing concrete genie uh, i was playing from a hotel bedroom uh, on hotel internet and i was like holy shit i can't believe this is working this well it's playing on the ipad and playstation 5 to iphone in the same house uh, you know say it's they're on the same network or whatever super impressed how well it's worked um it's still remote play so like you know this morning i was playing um one of the games, and you know, started breaking down at one point because I was uploading a video out here. Jen was on a video call, I think I was streaming you guys on Games Daily, and then Luce was doing whatever she was doing for GameSpot, right? Uh, easy to jump into uh, and work, but it didn't disconnect. That's remote play though that I'm talking about, in terms of I guess actually bring that into this review. PlayStation 5 remote play, I'm impressed with as well as the fact that uh, the back one actually feels good. Uh, really good co- it's got triggers on the top it's got uh, really good quality buttons over here when i'm holding it and playing it it just feels like i'm playing on the switch which is a compliment to it not a knock at all in any way shape or form it's a hundred bucks i've seen people in the chat asking how much it is a uh, hundred bucks to get it like i said it pops onto any of the iphones that has it uh they are working on with uh, the android one i'm not sure when that's coming out but for me with what it's designed to do i've been impressed with it i was playing division on it division felt good like, I wasn't huh. like, I wasn't feeling, like, I mean, it was, you know, it was still getting that quality I felt really dropped in terms of what the look of the game was. But again, that's remote play. The actual uh, latency, the ability to use it, you know, even the plug and play, I was wondering if that would work out well. And it, it does. Even with my case on, I've, you know, I just have one of the old Apple cases from when I smashed my phone at uh, <laughs> the London meet and greet at the World Tour. Um, I have never taken it off and now it slides in there, no problem. So that's playback1.com. Uh, if you want to go try that out and get it, what I've been playing on it though is a game that I cannot pronounce well. Uh, I, I, I actually watched a video earlier today and then immediately forgot how to actually say it. But it's uh O L I J A. That's not how you say it. Hold on. IGN... I pronounce it like a billion different ways. I say Elijah. Elijah? That makes sense too. I, I'm, I'm here. IGN's video review. I'm starting right now. They say it right in the front. Olia is what they say.
1: Well, I didn't, I was not expecting that.
0: Holy cow! It's like Olia. 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 That's okay, how they that say it. That makes sense. Mitchell Olia. Saltzman at IGN, aka at Jurassic Rabbit, says Olia. Is that what I said? Olia, yeah. Olia. Okay. Olia. I can, I Olia. Can do Olia. Olia, is Olia is what he's saying. O-L- okay. I like the
1: singer. Rest in peace.
0: Iga. No, that's Olia. This is Olia. Olea. O okay. at the front. O. Gotcha. Lea. Olia. 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 Aaliyah? Aaliyah. It's a bad wow, name for way, a game. I was way off of the <laughs> it's, a, it's a, I mean, I understand what they're going for, but in a game without voice acting... It's always tough if you're going to spell your uh, your name somewhere. Anyways, you're looking at it right now. If you're seeing, let's actually talk about the game. Uh, the art style is very much Panda Musk meets Atari is how I describe it. If you look at it, it's got this uh, vibe to it, right? This sides, I think the IGN review talks about like side-scroller Commodore 64 kind of games, right? There's obviously modern detail to that. It's modern Atari kind of graphics or whatever, but it is you with the Pandamus thing. and Barry, now that we're talking about it, I'm sorry. Can you go all the way to the front? Because I think... One of the strengths of Olia uh, here is the fact that it has this beautiful cutscene stuff that they do here, and they're actually telling you a really interesting story throughout it, right? So the official thing reads from Devolver Digital, who's publishing it. This is developer Skeleton Crew Studio. We say Olia? Is that what we said? Olia, yep. Olia. Olia Olia follows Faraday's quest, a man shipwrecked and trapped in the mysterious country of Terraphage. Armed with a legendary harpoon, he and other castaways try to leave this hostile country to return to their homelands. Through adventurous exploration, narration, and razor-sharp combat, the player will discover a strange world and its inhabitants, including Olia, 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 the enigmatic uh, lady that Faraday finds himself bound to over time. Uh, inspired by swashbuckling tales and cinematic adventure games, uh, Olia is a story about facing the unknown in adversary. Um, from what I can see, like I've, uh, basically what happened uh, since last PSL of you, I guess two of them since I was last on uh i got to this thing bus where i was obsessed with the division going through killing all that wanted to do failau, kill failow then i wanted to do the raid last night me and Snowbike mike killed Lao, and then it was the raid we're saving for wednesday on stream twitch.tv slash kind of funny games so then it was this thing of all right i want to play some stuff but what do i want to play and all the stuff i'm hankering for right now wasn't out yet so i just put out a call on twitter of like you know me you know what i've played and what i haven't played what is a game I've never touched? Not a game I want a platinum, or not a game I want to return to like Persona. Like what is something, I, I want something brand new. And so a whole bunch of people threw out a whole bunch of great games and thank you so much. Uh, Justin Masegill from the PlayStation blog and the PlayStation broadcast tossed out uh, Olia and said, go in blind, you know, as blind as you can. I have not finished it and I have not gotten to anything where I'm like, man, if they would have said something ahead of time, it would have ruined it for me. So you don't have to worry about anything like that. Uh, I started it last night And I was not feeling it at first. And it was very much like, oh, okay, like it's this side-scrolling platform where I'm going through, you kind of saw hints of Metroidvania stuff of like, I knew there's something there, but I can't get to it. So clearly I'm gonna have to come back to it. I don't know what's about it. And as they already talked about this spear, right? This was harpoon uh, being a big deal for the story. You being shipwrecked and like, you know, you get shipwrecked. Uh, you find a, you know, this a new town terra like they're talking that's filled with other people who have been shipwrecked there. And so then you go out with this ferryman. you go out, start running these levels. Eventually I got the harpoon and it, that's where it turned the corner for me. And that was at the end of the play session last night where I got the harpoon and you throw it and then you call it back like Mjolnir. So you you have this harpoon that you use uh, like Mjolnir in, in, in terms of an attack, but then also in terms of traversal. So you can also you also throw it. There's certain things you can stick to. You throw it and stick it into those things, and then you can dash up to it and grab it. And so that you get pulled to it rather than pulling it back to you, and that allows you to access different areas and go. This morning, I woke up after going to bed, kind of not lukewarm on it. And it's all I can think about. And so like before this, I was playing a bunch of it going through it. I think I'm close to the end. I Googled around because it's it's an indie game. It's, it seems like it's going to be short. It looks like people are saying you can beat it in four or five hours or whatever, which would make sense because you need to collect these three different keys. And I have two of them right now. So I think the next one I'd get the third. That might be a MacGuffin that then kicks open a new area. But it seems like it's moving at a clip. Uh, I'm enjoying myself. I think it's uh, a very unique art style that grew, grow, grows on you over time outside of the actual... Uh, story uh, things they're telling you the cutscenes they're giving you in the like panda musk art uh however beyond that the music i think is really really incredible like it is very much sets the stage and sticks with you and is giving you these ghost of tsushima like vibes in terms of what it's doing and how it's telling you uh the narration slash dialogue is popping popping up on screen that's done really well uh it has like you know those moments similar to where we talked about with um ghost right where you'd come into something new and the text would come across the center of the screen it, when you get to like big moments like the screen will go black for a second like and show you whatever they're, they're talking about and then come back to where you were fighting and stuff like that it's got a really cool presentation to it uh, on top of that you're going through you're killing these things you're getting blue gems that you can come back and then use to get uh, when you you know build out your town and you find other shipwreck people they open up shops and stuff you can you know get more health from them you can uh, there's a guy who will craft you hats which give you different abilities right so like you can do a thing where you're invulnerable to acid but you also give off acid damage uh when you fill up this meter while you're attacking people then you take their life force stuff like that so there's a reason to go back and there's a reason to farm if you really wanted to the one thing i have so far about it which probably is going to differ player to player but works for me is that i don't i'm not being challenged by it like If that makes sense, where I'm enjoying myself, I'm fighting through it, but dying is incredibly rare, and that includes the bosses. Where usually I'd get to these... I'm uh, Looking at this game and thinking about getting to a boss battle, I'd imagine it's going to be a lot of trial and error. There's going to be a lot of close finishes. There's going to be a lot of like, ah, fuck, i got to do this again. I haven't had that. I've had close finishes, but I've won every one of the boss fights in the first time. Which I enjoy, but then also what? why did I spend all these gems getting more health? Like, Why would I ever switch off this hat if it's doing all these different things? It feels like it's a game that on its surface looks like it could be one of those, I'm going to challenge you and push you games and tell you a story, but it really feels like it's just telling me a story, which in a four to five hour game or whatever, it's going to end up being, I'm not against, but I know for some, you'd look at that and go, oh, it's not worth the 14 uh, 99 for it. No platinum for it, either smaller trophy list, which again, hmm. isn't me condemning the game, but there are things to go back and do and certain things to grind out for trophies, but I don't see it being a game that, even if I go through and get every trophy that I'm going to be there for an obscene amount of time for, it might be worth, you know, a wait for, for a sale or for a a PlayStation plus kind of thing. Interesting. I mean, thank you. Thank you. I thought yeah. you might find that interesting. That was a very good,
1: very, very good breakdown of that game. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw this, uh, the other week on Twitter, we talked about doing the whole seal of approval thing. Ooh. Uh, and then I got it. We got a tweet from Harley White who tweeted at us said, currently listening to hashtag XOXO, and I have a su- suggestion for the kind of funny seal of approval. Maybe do them in trophy tiers, platinum, gold, etc. Thoughts? And I really like that idea. I thought that was kind of a, a, a novel thing because I feel like the seal of approval in terms of like the ranging quality of in games kind of gets difficult to do right because it's like all right well is it is an eight out of ten does that get a seal of approval yeah. like what does that mean for us and i feel like tearing up tearing them up that way makes them a bit more interesting and clearer
0: did he give some art did he give us art he didn't give us art no unfortunately coward coward we still need We just steal thing. the playstation art they won't notice you don't think so? I feel like we steal it for a lot of stuff, though. The, you know, the tiers over on Patreon.com slash games they're trophies, too, you know? Are they really? Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, we, Russell, we do have the trophy yeah, tiers there. i noticed I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we yeah, steal exactly. their art? I think we stole everything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't think Andy's ever made something original. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's a great idea, and I do think that this game, you know, again... Mileage varies and what people want out of games varies. Cause I think I when I was looking to figure out how to spell it, it was the first time I actually looked at reviews for it. IGN gave it a seven, uh, which I'm not I don't think's criminally underrating it or overrating it in any way, shape, or form. I, I uh-huh. just think I'm gonna burn through it, but again, I also I'm gonna see credits on this. Whereas like a couple of the other games, I've been trying to play a few smaller things uh on PSI Levies, right? And it's like, Yeah, sure cardo is very cute and enjoyable but like i also it was the same thing where i just i did not feel like i was being pushed so like i didn't i you know did what four chapters of it three chapters of it and i'm like i got it i'm gonna move on to something else whereas like i want to finish this podcast to go play it and finish it so like i think yeah. it'll, it'll get a seal of approval if we want to do that if we want to tinker around with seal of approvals and have them there i'm, I'm fine yeah. with it but i'm not pre- i'm not prepared to give it a ranking yet on seal of you approval. gotta
1: wait for it okay that's fair that's fair. It's a game that I, I that had caught my interest a little bit because I'd seen people talking about it on Twitter. And we talked about it, I believe, either last week or weeks before about it for the PlayStation Picks right through it. And it looked interesting, and it sounded interesting. And I know people out there, uh, a few people out there were very into Olia. Olia. Uh, were very into it um, uh, when it was brought up. But it's been one that I've kind of been... I don't know Like nothing has really made me be like okay this is the one I got to sit down and play sure. and from the description that you've given so far I'm, I'm kind of in the same place of sounds like a cool game you know it sounds interesting it sounds unique but also doesn't sound like a thing that I feel like
0: I'm I must play the, the biggest thing about it is yeah I think it's cool and I think it's unique and I think I'm having a great time with it but is it $15 worth of fun like Mm -hmm. that's where you start and and the games are so much more obviously than their length or this that the other like and again it's different person to person but like in the same breath like you know what I mean in terms of what are we looking for right now and I've been trying all these different things trying to find it I saw somebody hold on I was like somebody it's Omega Buster in the chat did Greg already finish Haven no I had started Haven uh, and talked about in the games cast and I I had enjoyed that but it's you know how I I run in moods I have to be in the mood for a game and I liked what I played of Haven but I wasn't in the mood to get back to that I wanted something a bit more adventure-y And I think I was I I was trying to talk to Mike about it yesterday in Discord, right? I was like, I want to, like an, an epic adventure. He's like, what are you looking for? I'm like, I would love a big game that I'm going through and questing and doing all these things. And like I Haven isn't that right there, right? Uh I had put it up there too. People had been like, Greg, you should play Return of the Oberdin. I'm like, I know I should. I had started that on PC for game of the year considerations back in the day, never finished it. Uh, I have it on Switch. Somebody was like, It's on PlayStation. I'm like, oh trophies, let's go. And I started playing that. And it was that thing of like, yep, this is totally a Greg ass game, but it's not what I need right now on this Sunday. On this Sunday, I want action and I want to be going and I want to be doing something, whereas Oberdin is very much like observe and report which is great and totally something i want to do and doing detective work shit like that but like i needed something similar to that so i think you know the way they describe it here even of saying like inspired by swashbuckling tales like that's what this feels like and so it does feel like it's not punishing which usually would be a turnoff to me it's the reason something like shovel knight doesn't work for me uh but like it also, I think, could be totally turn off to you. It was like, this is not brain dead because I'm having fun and I'm doing dodge rolls and I'm getting through it and I just unlock the the blunderbuss shotgun or whatever. And like, there's cool stuff going on in it, but we'll see how it all wraps up when we get if we're doing our recommendations by color yeah. or whatever. Uh, what else? Speak, you been, what are speaking, you been
1: playing? Speaking of moods, I have been. I was thinking about this earlier that I'm really in the mood to play Disco of Elysium. I've been waiting for it to come to PlayStation before I get to it. Um, but I'm I'm in that similar place where I'm playing a bunch of games right now and I'm kind of like I'm Demon Souls is probably the big one and even for that I'm kind of one foot in one foot out where yeah. started it talked about it last week and I'm like blown away by how beautiful it looks and it is that Souls Souls design that I'm growing to love more and more and more. Um, but even as I'm playing it, I'm I, there's that thing in the back of my head where I'm like, yeah, I'm enjoying this, but I don't know if I'm necessarily all the way in the mood for this rather than going back and replaying Sekiro or something, right? Like Sekiro, mm-hmm. Sekiro has been the thing that's kind of been nagging, nagging at me where I, I love that game so much. And after beating it, I'm craving, I'm, I'm just craving it. And I thought, I thought Demon Souls would do that for me, but I don't think it's scratching that exact itch. And I've kind of been in a place of trying to figure out what I want to play and, and, and all that different stuff. Um, but for what I've been playing, I picked up a couple of random games. Speed Limit is one that I talked about last week for PlayStation Picks. And I picked up the demo just to try it out because me and Jonathan talked about how, yeah, it looks interesting, but at the same time, we've seen so many games with that exact kind of setup come and not hit the way that we wanted it to hit. So Speed Limit is this side-scrolling, pixelated action game where you're going around shooting shit and their perspective changes a bunch. And so you go from side-scrolling, shoot em up to then behind the back action. And it's a lot of set piece stuff. And from playing the demo, immediately I was kind of like, nah, I'm not feeling this at all. I don't like this. Like it starts off with this bus sequence where you're going through and you're you're uh, playing as a guy with a gun, shooting up all these uh, enemies, enemies that are coming at you and trying to take you out. And it is that 2D shoot em up, like it has those mechanics of you're side scrolling you, you can aim up diagonally, or you can aim forward, or you can aim behind yourself and uh, take out the enemies that are coming at you from every direction. My thing is, it just didn't feel good to play. Like, I didn't actually gotcha. enjoy the 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 actual act of uh, shooting these guys down. And by the time I got toward the end of the first level, I was kind of just like, "Oh, this is this feels clunky from every single side of it." The things that strike me as exciting about it, uh, which were basically how uh, how crazy all the action looked, the attitude of it, the style of it, none of that really captured me in the moment of playing it. And so mm-hmm. I was I, after playing the demo, I was kind of like, "Okay, no, this wasn't what I wanted," and then dropped it. I also picked up a game called Puss, which you Puss. talked about on Codified Games Daily on Friday uh, with a special guest. You got that was one of the Julia games. Hardy,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I did the same thing. I turned it on. Jen was in the room, and she's like you're making me sick. Can you please turn it off? It's giving me a headache. It's like so seizure inducing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like all these weird lights going all the time.
1: There's so much shit going on in it, but like the the gameplay of it is super simple. Where you're ju- you're playing as a cat head. And you are basically dragging that thing to the end of the level through these narrow paths. Um, and well, I guess you're not dragging it. You're like navigating with your analog stick. You
0: are the head or whatever. Sure. Yeah, you are. And, like, the the head. paths are the clothes on you sometimes. You know, it's like it's kind of like Operation Two, where it's like don't touch the sides. Like you, you know, it starts vibrating and it'll explode.
1: Yeah, and you're ba- it feels like you're playing an internet meme a bit because yeah, it very 100%. much is here are all these different cat heads, and here's all this vaporwave shit, and here's all this distract- distracting shit on screen. And I think it's actually, like, a pretty cute game. Like, it's it has a lot of fun stuff going for it in terms of the style and the art and all that stuff. Like, that stuff seems pretty well realized. The actual gameplay of it itself, very simple. Um, But if if you see a trailer of Puss, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I kind of want to play that. It is It is exactly what it looks like, and I think for some people that'll be fun. For me, it was fun for a good 30 minutes and then i was like okay cool i'm done because also the thing i should point out too is that it is um procedurally generated and you once you die you start from the beginning it's like an arcade style game um and so if that's what you're looking for out of a game it did that pretty well um but also after the 30 minutes i was kind of done with that one too i was like okay cool i see what this is Had fun with it for the 30 Got minutes it. but i don't Thank think you. I'm I'm yeah, yeah, yeah to it um i've also been playing a lot of dreams and uh, so if you were if you ended up watching the dreams uh, MP awards they invited me on to be a judge for the creation of the year award Woo! and so for that um thank you for, for that i played through all the nominations that they had for creation of the year and that was about seven different games and that was a really fun thing um for me to do because there were all all the games that i played for that were phenomenal in a way Hell that yeah. because it's been so long since i played dreams the, a big thing about that game for me has been oh man Years down the line, people are gonna have time to actually fully create um, their fully finished products or fully finished finished projects, and getting to see the the um, the finished projects are gonna be like a, a thing, right? Like the more time that people have with dreams, the more amazing uh, more amazing dreams that are gonna come out of that game, and I feel like we're kind of seeing uh, some of that right now. Where I went through. And the nominations were: uh, If you pay attention to dreams, or if you have a vague knowledge of what these games are, right? A game called Lock, a game called The Snow Gardens, Alpine Dream, A Little Perspective, Infinity Jump, uh, Temporal Fuse, and Pig Detective Three. I want to shout out just a few of them because I can go on talking about all these games. But um, Temporal Fuse was a really cool one. That's it's basically a first-person. I'd I'd compare it to something like Hotline Miami or Ghost Runner, where it is a fast-paced um uh you you have a split second to do the exact thing you want to do. Uh so you start off in an elevator. And the whole thing with the game is as you move, time ticks down and you have let's say 10 seconds to find the bomb that's in the room. Um and so you have to search for this room really fast as time moves when you move uh in order to get that thing and shut it down. And you have a few it, it, it's a very short game. It's probably like at most 30 minutes long even if that, but for the short experience it was Very cool, very stylish, very fun in the moment, and I highly recommend if anybody has 30 minutes to spare on Dreams or you're looking for something, that's something I definitely recommend you you check out. Infinity Jump is another one where that is a 2D platformer where you are jumping through and you have unlimited jumps that you can do in these 2D side-scrolling levels. Or not even side-scrolling, 2D platforming levels. Um, They're actually all on one screen. Mm. The gimmick of this game is that you change back and forth between dimensions. And so you you play as this robot that is being observed by these scientists and the robot has the power to i guess transport back and forth between the future and the past and so you're using that almost similarly to the titanfall 2 level um where you're going back and forth sure very yeah, light yeah. spoilers for titanfall 2 where you're going back and forth. oh my god fuck you if
0: you're gonna yell at us about <laughs> titanfall 2 spoilers you had yeah. your chance to make that game you you fucking failed us we needed you
1: <laughs> it's it's the exact same mechanic but in a platformer which means that you are teleporting into dimension two and that has different platforms in dimension one and you're going back and forth in order to dodge platforms or or land on certain platforms and the whole thing there is that you also have unlimited jumps which means that there is this element of getting the high score which is what are the least amount of jumps you can do in order to get to the end uh and it is a really fun novel concept for a platformer and it has it it has an ending where it wraps up and i tweeted about this as i was going through the the nominees that there was a platformer i played that towards the end of it i applauded it and this is the one where the way that it wraps up the way that it ends i was like fucking bravo for a user created thing this is awesome and so yeah infinity jump one i definitely recommend if you're on dreams you're looking for something to play a little perspective is a puzzle game that is this cool um, block puzzler where it is, you are basically um, you're a, you're a cube and you are rolling on these cube uh, platforms in order to try and make it to the ending. But the uh. whole gimmick of it is that you are switching perspective in like this four um, I guess four dimensional or not dimensional. You have like four planes that you can switch between. That you can switch around. Uh, and each plane shows you a different perspective of the level that you're playing on which means that the blocks that you're the blocks that you're playing on Switch it's so weird to describe it. It's great hearing you try to explain
0: it. I love it. (laughs) It's so such a difficult one because uh you have to you have
1: to see it. But the blocks that you're playing on shift depending on the plane that you're looking at the level through. And so that as you switch around the camera perspective, that changes how you play and how you solve this puzzle or these puzzles. And it is a it is a very, very fun, very smart puzzle game. Um if you're looking for that type of uh it feels like an iOS. Game sort of it feels like a mobile game that, that that wasn't even made in dreams. If you're looking for that type of thing, a uh, little perspective was really cool. And then the last one I talk I'll talk about, which is actually the winner of Creation of the Year, was a game that blew me away, uh, called Lock. Lock is basically the Witness, but with word puzzles, and you are oh. it. it you are basically going to, from uh, puzzle room to puzzle room. It is a lot. It's a lot smaller of a game than The Witness, obviously. But like you're going from puzzle room to puzzle room, and each room has a uh, a puzzle that you're trying to figure out that correlates to a four letter word. And so when you first boot up the game, you are going into like this small. House of puzzles. You and you you approach the front door, and uh, a you,
0: small House of puzzles. A small
1: House of puzzles. You approach the front door, and you have to unlock the thing by inputting this four letter code. And you look around, you find a magazine, you open it, and you uh, get to the back of the magazine, and you realize that the that um, I can't remember the exact puzzle, but you're basically you you no basically solve. Yeah. You basically have to solve the puzzle that's on the back of that magazine and that'll correlate to the letter of the word being I'm not going to say it but it's a four letter sure, sure, word sure. you put into the door to unlock the door. And you're basically doing that over and over again for these different puzzle rooms. The cool thing about it is that it uses uh I believe it's called stenography which is basically um a bunch of different languages um uh like stuff like braille and um there's like a flag language that I can't remember the, the name for but a def- a bunch of different um uh, written languages that you you kind of learn from, from going into this book that's in the game and paging through and being like, okay, cool. A correlates to this in Braille, B correlates to this, or you go through what, whatever other language, right? A correlates to this, B correlates to that. You're taking that and you're taking it from room to room and applying that to learn to learning these different puzzle rooms and figuring out what the solution is. As I'm describing it, probably sounds very convoluted and very weird, but once you get into it, you realize that it is basically the witness with words and it is phenomenally done. Very cool art style, very cool concept, very smart game, very smart solution that just I recommend anybody called? Isn't anybody it just playing. called flag signaling or something like that, I think? It might be called flag signaling. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And there are a few other languages that I'm, 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 I I i am can't think of off the top because I've been talking for a while, but mm. trust me that it is a fucking phenomenal can I game. Can I guess Lock. the
2: four-letter word blessing?
1: Sure.
0: Poop. Damn,
1: <laughs> that's actually the last one that'll last the final puzzle in the game. No, oh! I'm
0: joking, but. Remember, you can go to indreams.me right now, log in with your uh, PlayStation ID, and then guess what? You can go uh, favorite all these g- games so you can play it next time you turn on Dreams, which is what I just did. They're all oh, my, yeah. dr- my, my dreams in my later queue. Yeah, Ready to go. and I
1: only, only talked about four of them, but all seven of them are really great games. And so Pig Detective 3 was another one, Alpine Dream, and then The Snow Gardens. All these games are fucking great. But yeah, Locke blew me away, especially for me as somebody who really loves The Witness. Playing Locke, I was like, how in the world did they make this? Um, very phenomenal game.
0: Did you hear me in Pig Detective 3? Did you get to my Did you get to, you get to my dialogue? Did you play deep enough just, to find I'm, me in that game?
1: I can't remember. I remember, I, booted, I remember when fire. I booted it up your name came up I think in the opening credits or something. Oh, and yeah, I was like, a, "Oh, Greg Miller Troy
0: Baker, game. don't worry about it." And then you're like immediately yeah. like, "I'm not voting for this." Yeah, I was like, "Fuck this guy." And he's got to take this guy down to pig. Oh. Don't worry about it. By <laughs> the way, have
1: you seen have you looked on Twitter and, and checked out some of these threads that people are are? Like arguing back and forth with the Kratos versus ratchet thing because there are a few threads
0: that are amazing. Give me some what do you got what do you, what do you got in there?
1: all right uh there's one that uh, kebab's replied to me when I was t- when I quote tweeted your tweet um about Kratos versus ratchet. And kebab says, uh ratchet, easy, easy, peasy. Just bring in rhinos one through seven the Harbinger and the Zodiac and he can win easily Kratos's issue is that he has to get in close and then Andrew response and says Kratos has elemental powers he can do long range just fine Kebabs replies since when and then Emmett Watkins Jr. comes out of nowhere and replies that's what I'm saying even with his elemental powers axe throws and chain blades he can't cover as much ground as a laser sniper rifle sniper rifle plus Kratos can fly around with rocket boots and a heli pack, and that's before we even get into the Rhino and so that was one that I enjoyed and and then there's another one um where Eric Van Allen uh of I believe U.S. gamer oh, of, of many places actually. He does he does writing for Waypoint, fan by a bunch of different places. Um, But he responded to my original tweet and says, Ratchet has guns. Kratos is a beast and all, but he's literally bringing an axe to a gunfight. <laughs> Dustin Granberry re- replies to him and says, But I mean, he's a god, right? We've seen him take punishment that will turn Ratchet into a pile of blood and guts. Ratchet's got a crazy arsenal, but Kratos would outlast him. uh Kratos would outlast him eventually, in my opinion. Eric Val- Allen responds to him and says, "Kratos has been punched, has been punched, but I don't think he's ever been shot." And then Dustin responds to him. But my point is, he's taken punishment that normal mortals couldn't survive from other gods, so he could survive a mortal weapon. Surely, um, I, I really appreciate the amount of seriousness in which people are taking this argument with, uh, and a lot of argument, a lot of great arguments, on both sides is what I'll say. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is two zero three pm. Pacific time here as we record the show. I have put up the last poll here., uh, it is up for twenty four hours. So if you want to go check that out, you're welcome to. Uh, one of the other threads that devolved into chaos uh, ended with Spencer uh, Spencer saying, I think the real debate we should be having is is blessing as a, or I'm sorry, could blessing as a chicken beat Lucy James as herself?" So if you go to Twitter.com slash game Greggy, you can find a new poll. Could Blessing as a Chicken kill Lucy James as herself? I think he's yes, down no. in, he's down Show in me 10 results. seconds. Down in 10. Right, do we have prep time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to respond. They have prep time. They have prep time. Ladies well, and gentlemen, prep time. I got, I got it. They... It's up. They have prep time. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of PS. I love you. XO XO. Remember every week, blessing and I come together to nerd out about all things. PlayStation. If you like that, come on over to patreoncom slash kind of funny games where the show is not ending. You can still be watching live. Like Joshy G Ryan Slightery door, slight Door, doors, slight doors, what we're calling it. We're no longer trying to put the rest of the, the characters in there. All right. Uh, of course on patreoncom slash kind of funny games, you can get every show ad free you can get it with the post show you can be part of the show like so many of you are we thank and appreciate you for that uh that's where we're gonna go we got more to do over there you can come hang out with us there if you got it somewhere else or just found this on the street it's on some weird usb drive you can get new episodes every tuesday 6 a.m youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe until next time we have a post show to do and early on here could Blessing as a Chicken kill Lucy James as herself? Uh, knows are winning with 64% of the vote. But you, if you're listening to this as it went live on YouTube, still have ch- time, get over there. Twitter.com slash Greggy. You'll find yes. it there. Bury it into a bunch. Of, you know, I'll make a, I'm will make. going to do it on the With post prep show. time,
1: yes. With prep time, I'm taking out Lucy James.
0: We're doing it. You can go to uh, kindoffunny.com slash fight, <laughs> And that's where you can vote if Bussing <laughs> would beat Lucy. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.